I would like to begin the episode by thanking some people. People like Tara Parker, Stephen, Alexander Gusinov, David Marsh, and Kevin Fitzgerald. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and helped us out. You can be like them and go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Uh, kick us a couple of bucks a month and you get cool stuff in return, exclusive content and the like. Thank you so much to everybody who has done that and everybody who is considering doing that. Now, here's the episode. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we're talking about Singularity, which is a first-person shooter developed by Raven Software and published by Activision for the PC, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3 in 2010. Yeah. Uh, this is an executive produced episode by Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd never heard of this yeah. game. Just because, you know, a lot of like killing zones come out (laughs) yeah it was a it was a weird time uh for games where a lot of them looked kind of exactly the same um Mm -hmm. and i thought that i knew what this was but turns out the game i was thinking of was called time shift (laughs) oh (laughs) the uh it is uh this is this is a a a time game kind of before the current renaissance of time games yeah and also part of our weird unintentional theme quarter of time yes yeah. <laughs> time is everywhere man yeah this is uh you know quarter year mm-hmm. opened in yeah. you know like we're doing a lot of like going back and forth in time we are uh it's something that fiction likes to do it does uh but the the cool thing is uh this rules yeah um you know for having a thing that was a total surprise and that you thought wouldn't be a surprise but mm-hmm. you were thinking of time shift uh it always feels really good when somebody brings like i was getting it like it's not quite i don't like it quite quite as much mm-hmm. but it reminded me of like monster train yeah like a game where it's like i had not played that and then uh, it got sponsored and i was like well you know let's give it a shot let's do something neither of us have played and yeah. then it turns out to fucking rock yeah you know mm-hmm. this rocks this this rocks you know and yeah. there are some qualifications to that rocking. You know, you want uh, right size expectations when you go in. But like, I don't know, this goes down super smooth. And I think that they make a lot of really good decisions um, mm-hmm. uh, for what they uh, decide to include in this. Um, it they just do. it is it, it is just a, a real just snack of a game. Just a real treat mm-hmm. of a game. Fun snack. Tasty mm-hmm. treat. Yeah. Uh the uh and the things that they do that are not as good, a lot of them are just were the style at the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh and are very understandable. Uh so it's it's like the thing I was thinking about this, like the, I think the thing that stops us from being an absolute stone cold classic are mm-hmm. generally uh like shooter genre inertia. Yeah. Yeah. Things. You know? And then development woes, which we'll talk about. Yes. Yeah. This had a, a famously 
famously troubled development from kind of a famously troubled studio that still managed to make amazing things. Yeah. It was canceled officially for one whole day. It's like when people die on the operating table. <laughs> yep. You know, did I die and go to heaven? Yeah. <laughs> Funny story. But we managed to get you back. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like that. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of great that we even got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I never hear anyone talk about it. Apparently, one of the giant bomb guys talks about it. Gotcha. I uh, have never gone deep on on those guys. Yeah. Um, in this, you play as an American spec op soldier named Nathan Ranko, <laughs> uh, exploring the ruins of an island called Katorga 12. Yes. Katorga 12, it's off the coast of Russia. It was the site of a secret Soviet research uh, facility uh, where they were looking into this uh, element that they found called E99 uh, that enables uh, time manipulation. Uh, seems to uh, just kind of affect things around it in strange ways that could uh, possibly be uh, manipulated, uh, possibly with some time device. Sure. Like some kind of uh, special time glove Mm -hmm. uh, that's on the cover of the game. Yeah. Um, A lot of this is just an FPS corridor shooter Mm -hmm. of, of the kind that were in the style at 2010. And I think that uh, people's appetite for this will depend on generally like how warm they are to those. And then for me, it was just how long it's been since we've done one. Yeah. The thing, that, the thing that brought me um, kind of like the closest to this, this made me feel like playing um, uh, Titanfall two a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, I think that I ultimately like t- Titanfall two a little bit more. It's a little bit tighter, you know, any number of things they had more, you know, history to, you know, it just, it came out later. So they had more time to figure stuff out. Uh, but it's like that. Um, and it just been yes. a little while since we had done, I don't know, it was the last like corridor shooter we did doom three, possibly like a whole year doom ago. 3. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and even that plays a little bit different than this, like yeah. this kind of, you know, meat and potatoes gaming experience mm-hmm. was something I was just kind of jonesing for. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of, uh, kind of irritating little bits about this. Uh, yep. one of which I think is a shitty holdover is that you can only hold two weapons. Yeah. Fuck you very much. Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, for for codifying that into the genre because that's a really unfun decision. Yeah, uh, um, I'm picking up ammo for everything. I don't want to have to like, you know, l- l- let me choose. Let me decide what what weapon's going to be useful. Not like just put like, okay, uh, you're coming up on a bunch of uh, waist high walls. Here's your uh, here here's your shotgun. You know, pick up the shotgun because yeah. you come up on a shotgun uh, kind of area. Yeah, I want to I want to play around. I want to experiment more than this system allows for. I, I love that they uh, that everyone kind of shrugged that off. Mm-hmm. Like Halo did, and everyone's like, "Oh, Halo's ex- you know successful, so we have yeah. to do that." And it was it was never a good idea, and it just took a long time. Like the industry, you know, moves like a tanker ship. Yeah, yeah. but eventually turned to be like, actually, that kind of blows. <laughs> yeah. And and this this uh, similar to I would say this splits the difference a little bit more successfully than Bioshock Infinite, but similarly uh, by giving you stations to switch them out like very frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, like you don't lose a weapon. No. Like if you drop a weapon, it just ends up back in the the station. Mm-hmm. It just it ends up feeling very superfluous and and discouraged experimentation. Yeah, uh, that is that is a bummer. There are a couple of other weird like shooter, you know, uh, bad tropes. One of the good tropes is this is part of the long and illustrious uh, first person shooter where you have superpowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you get these time manipulations from Super Glove, and these are great. There's yeah. a wide variety of them, and they're fun. Mm-hmm. There was going to be more. 
you know, and mm-hmm. this was criticized at the time for being a little bit underwhelming. I can see that, but Absolutely. also the ways yeah. that it is used, you know, it's, it's, it's neat. It, like it, you know, it integrates well, you've got, you've got the ones for exploration, you've got the ones for combat, uh, and it does make you feel like a badass when you're walking around, you know, grabbing things out of the air and throwing them and, you know, aging somebody into a dusty skeleton, you know? Yes. <laughs> all, all of the things you can do are fun. Yes. Like it's, they're all cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, even like there are things like the, the gravity gun, which is like not super well done, Mm -hmm. but I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the deadlock uh, in this, which I think is one, you know, feels fairly unique, Mm -hmm. uh, as a, as a mechanic, as a superpower, uh, two is overpowered, but in a way that's very fun. Yeah. Like once you kind of realize this unlocks the game, I think this game is actually pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, once you get that, but uh, it's just so fucking satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, you you throw this sphere of slowed down time, and enemies will be like statues as you walk around freely mm-hmm. inside it. So you can you know a bunch of guys are clustered together, throw this down, and then slowly walk and just like casually execute them gangland style. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, in the back of the head and then you make time start and they all fall at once. <laughs> it, it reminded me of uh Dishonored's yeah. time stop uh, a little bit, but it's it's way cheaper and you know, easier to use. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's uh they want you to do this and it breaks the game in a really delightful way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love things like that. Yeah. Like, you know, you know you can also use it defensively too. I like uh, putting up putting it up at choke points mm-hmm. and like uh, using it as, uh, as as like mobile cover because bullets it's that great. pass through it slow down. Yeah, it it ends up being it's it's better than just being cover. Like if they just put up a shield, sure, mm-hmm. but it slows bullets down, so you get to dodge them. Yes. So it never it never shows this, but you have to imagine from the people outside's perspective, this has to look like the coolest fucking thing that's ever been done. <laughs> yep. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, I really like this uh, this effect. Yeah, it ends up being a little bit more restricted in like um, in uh, like navigation uh, kind of places. There are a lot of puzzles where it's like, okay, here's a crate that's collapsed with age. Pick it up while it's flat and put it under a shutter door. Use that's it as a jack. Way open. Yeah, use it as a jack to open it up. They they, they play that card a few a uh, few too many times. Uh, you also use the deadlock for uh, for navigation, but it's solely to stop fans to stop fan it's blades fans from spinning. In one door. <laughs> yep. Uh, one door late in the game uh it's not really like the puzzle stuff the most complicated the puzzles get in this is using the same object twice yes you know like using a jack and then realizing you have to take it with you mm-hmm. yeah to, to use uh, as, that's a, not as a leg up yeah yeah, yeah. Not, that's not uh, super exciting um not a great puzzle game mm-hmm. yeah this it's uh it's it's, it's kind of thrown in it's a it's a little bit of a little bit of variety i found that it was at least not deleterious to the pacing right I mean, the pacing is is just like absolutely, you know, it's it's a it's a greased up boy on a slip and slide. Yep. So they say, you know, <laughs> as one just as as they always say, as as they've said since time AKA immemorial, a, a backyard railgun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um but uh but yeah and all of this uh kind of works alongside i forgot to make a note of this but you uh you find weapon upgrade uh kind of things for Mm -hmm. some real kind of basic uh weapon customization and stuff um and you also find just basically e99 pods that you can use to give yourself a bunch of different like perks and things like that uh at at like a a absolutely terrifying hero upgrade station yep that (laughs) opens up and you step into it i have no idea what's happening in there nope (laughs) <laughs> like what does it do to me to like pick up twice as much ammo every once in a while 
Um, <laughs> How exactly are you making it so I can bandage myself faster? Yeah, please, just like sir. what does this machine do? Yeah. Um, and that's one of those things too, again, where it's having those be in stations and safe points uh is a you know a shooter trope of the time. Mm-hmm. Like this should have just been a menu that you opened up wherever you want. Yeah. You know, to, to spend your, your stuff. It doesn't, this game doesn't really have like a save room rhythm. It does in the beginning of the game and then it loses it. Yeah. No. You know, uh, and including the first one you run into, you get ambushed like during it. There's like a timer. Yeah. On yeah. The first time, time you run into one of these. Time does not stop. Yeah. Yeah. It really should have just been a menu thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it was the style at the time. You yeah. know, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, we mentioned uh, the gravity gun. We mentioned the lock. Um, the weapons are also a standout. Mm-hmm. Here it's sci-fi alternate universe. Uh, I'm going to say that this version of the seeker, the bullet you can steer, mm-hmm. is the best version of this idea in a game that I played. It is wildly well implemented, and I am shocked that I've not seen it done elsewhere. Actually, it it's because it's incredibly overpowered. Yep. Like it's in, in po- <laughs> this game does not care about you know making you feel privation with this stuff, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of its big strengths. Like. Uh, you know, the Nikita missile launcher, fun in Metal Gear. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's a fun, cool idea when it came out. Uh, but it's not super powerful. It's real fiddly. Mm-hmm. I would I would hazard that most people's Nikita missile launcher memories are being really frustrated, accidentally blowing up. Yeah, especially here. if you're trying to steer it, um, you know, uh, like around corners and stuff is, is when it yeah. would just like hit something and blow up and alert people. Then you have to run back to the safe spot because you're, you're also dealing with a, with an oxygen meter. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it's pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, it is strictly a power up. Like they use these instead of turret sections. Mm-hmm. This isn't a weapon you can take with you. It, it's something you find for set pieces. Yeah, and you hide around corners and just shoot a bullet, and it slows down. Like you get uh, quite literally bullet time as your little uh, first person camera rides the bullet. Mm-hmm. It's like how I would like to imagine it. Um, and it is like it's very hard to miss. The bullets explode. Why? I don't know. No, they're charged it's with like the ninety nine. It's it's the magic. Yeah. It's the magic rocks. <laughs> well, I just I just mean it would be not why narratively, but why mm-hmm. you know it's it, steering a bullet is already pretty cool. It, it is, yeah. yeah. But explodes like why uh-huh. not? Uh, it's super easy to, to use these things. It's really fun. Like, you know, you get the sense the game does never, you know, similar to the, the deadlock, the game never gives you the perspective of your character versus the enemies, but you are an absolutely terrifying superhero. Oh, yeah. Uh, in this game like this is some of the most empowered i've felt through my avatar mm-hmm. in a video game in a very long time yeah well i mean like these are these are turret sections where you can choose to be entirely invulnerable as long as you're keeping yes. as long as you are keeping an eye on people who might be advancing on your position uh you can just go hide behind a wall um and then just shoot this and then steer it around a corner and hit people that hit people like you want you would yeah. like we're making it sound so easy that it's boring every single time i got one of these i was like fuck yes it's it's really fun it's very empowering yeah you know it, it's like um it reminds me th- this game also has a like unlimited gravity gun use mm-hmm. you know scene like at the end of half-life 2 it's not as successful i don't think no but no. these are kind of micro doses of that yes you know um as opposed to saving your victory lap uh for the end of the game like doling it out in little bits mm-hmm and and the game's like you know by no means is this part supposed to be hard. Yeah, you know it's it's not we're not going for that. There's not really a lot of challenge right here. Mm-hmm. You can even while you're controlling the bullet, there's no trade off. So if you get the prompt that's like press R, like I had it bound to R, uh, to grab a projectile out of the air, mm-hmm. um, you can do that while you're controlling the bullet. Nothing happens. Like you don't you lo- you lose that bullet, but you get to not get hit by a grenade. Mm-hmm. You know it, it's not about 
making this canny tactical decision intention, the, these specific moments. It's just about feeling like a badass. Yeah. No. Uh, and does a great job at it. Mm -hmm. Would I want every game to do this all the time? Mm, no, it'd be pretty shallow. Be uh, ultimately unsatisfying after after a time. Uh, in, in doses, though, um, and especially in a game like this, it is uh, really, really nice. Again, a treat. This is this is dessert, you know? <laughs> it, I would replace Nikita sections with something like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I always thought that was cool. Like, oh, cool, you can steer the bullet. Oh, but steering the bullet sucks? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like, that is my experience with Nikita missiles. Mm -hmm. um, like, I don't think those sections are very fun or interesting mechanically yeah. just because they're harder. Right. You right. know, they're just, they're just frustrating. Mm -hmm. This is not frustrating. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 pretty good. Uh, you're going to be blowing up human soldiers with this. You got a couple of different varieties of those, uh, either, in, either in the past or in the present. Uh, some of them more highly armored or whatever. But also, like, this is kind of a low-key horror game as well. Especially um, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then there's one jump scare they add in the last third of the game that got me really good <laughs> because they hadn't done anything like that for a very long time. <laughs> like, I screamed. Oh, God, I want to <laughs> hear where that like, was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, like, just me alone in my apartment with headphones going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> just to nobody in particular. <laughs> uh, but yeah. the beginning of it is very uh, horror, and the way that they do that is through uh, the monsters that you fight, you know, you know, mutations yes um all of these i think are good wireframe mm -hmm. uh the designs could be better yeah uh, kind of like percent lump, lumpy boys gangly lumpy boys my favorite lumpy boys are when it's two lumpy boys like it's the two-faced lumpy boy yeah, lumpy the two-faced yeah. boy <laughs> um i like lumpy the two-faced boy that shows up <laughs> because that has scary implications it does um but yeah it's a uh, it's the monsters are not any great shakes, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, they they just have you know it's it's different uh, different tactics uh, to go up against, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's also like you know in the present day section where it's all ruined and they've had time to mutate. You're generally fighting fighting the monsters, and in the past past uh, time periods, you're generally fighting people. Uh, it's it's neat the way that that's kind of mm -hmm. demarcated gives a gives a good amount of variety to it. Um, yeah. and you know, this is not a very difficult game. I, I played it on normal. I could have made it more difficult. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I really was just kind of happy to be along for the ride on this. There's a couple tough encounters on normal early on, mm -hmm. uh, largely just before you get the deadlock and understand the deadlock. Yeah. The yeah. deadlock breaks a lot of stuff once you get it. Yes. Um, and upgrade it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a, the difficulty is nice and it gets easier as it goes on, which again is not intuitive, mm -hmm. but for me, the feeling of being on a slide, I was glad the slide was getting faster, you yes. know, as I got near the end, mm -hmm. that felt good to me. Yeah. Um, the visuals are the, you know, are fine. This is going to be the kind of thing that we're eventually going to get a nostalgia for. Yes. You know, because that's how nostalgia cycles work. Um, a lot of the textures uh, scream dark corners of the earth to me <laughs> in this. I kept thinking I was in in Innsmouth during yeah. parts of this in Boca. Um, <laughs> lots of decayed industrial kind of buildings that you find. The cool thing that can happen is sometimes the like chronological anomalies here will make like the walls flake off. Yeah. And stuff like there are some cool effects that will happen. Mm -hmm. But boy, are you in Brown Town. Yep. Um, Rolo Tony Brown Town. Indeed. Um, yeah. Sergeant yeah. Tony Brown Town. <laughs> Sir. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, just to, to hope you like decaying industrial settings. 
because uh, yeah. that's uh, that's that, that that's where you're at uh, for most of this. And you know what? Like, it's I'm not going to put this game on trial for that because every every game was guilty of this by and large, including well, lots of games we really like. So, and again, we're we're doing this in 2021, not 2010, where the you know the industry is absolutely flooded with them. Mm-hmm. Like now, it's like kind of fun to go back to this every once in a while. Yeah, when you're not living at it, you know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you flip back and forth between 2010 <clears throat> when the game takes place and 1955 when the game takes place uh, via time. And you get to see how the facility used to look, like when it was nice and shiny. Mm-hmm. It all has 80s Soviet energy, though. So even when it was nice and shiny, it's still very, like, Austere. functional. Yeah. Yeah. Wild urinals <laughs> uh, in this place. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Um, the idea, there's a couple, like, really nice little bits of horror feeling to the environmental design, uh, mm-hmm. including like a really good touch early on that we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, and then tons of audio logs. Yes. Uh, that are just telling you the last days of these poor, poor people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who had the misfortune of working at Katorga 12. Yes. Uh, audio logs. And then also these uh, kind of like flashbacks, like time echo uh, kind of things yes. where you see people, you know, running for their lives or arguing with each other, et cetera. Uh, these were, uh, so, uh, accounts, uh, differ on whether they did these before they played Bioshock or not. Regardless, mm. these ended up filling in story that would have been revealed, um, through more extensive time, uh, like, like, you know, through the more extensive mechanics, this was a cheap way for them to get the story across after they paired this back in development. And yeah, which, which we'll talk about that pairing. It's fine. Although the audio logs, it is the, uh, the annoying kind of audio log mm-hmm. where uh, oftentimes the, the, the real to real machine is decayed. So you have to restore it. I don't know. I, I, I hate that because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just literally just an extra button press. But you have to stay near them in order to uh, keep on hearing it. Uh, no headphones on this bad boy. Also, uh, Titanfall 2 did that. Yep. Like, you know, if you remember, you had to stand next to the laptop while it played you know, mm-hmm. lore dot wave. Um, it's pretty obnoxious. Uh, there's also, this came out in a weird time where there are no subtitles. God damn. I hate uh, that so much. Before those are industry standard. It's mm-hmm. pretty annoying. Like yep. it's hard, you know, that sucks. Uh, you know, I had to blast this and change the sound balance to be like sound effects, loud music, very low to hear oh, yeah, yeah. everything. Uh, which made it, you know, an aurally unpleasant experience, <laughs> which is fine because I think this has one of those anonymous soundtracks. It's a, it's of, I, I, a, I literally thought like, is that the, is that like from the born like is that from the born identity soundtrack? What the fuck is that? Yeah, I was I was thinking that if you had a note here that was like, this game is actually very weird. It has no music. I would have been like, oh yeah, I guess yeah, it doesn't have music. Yeah. Like fucking gumboing saying like, oh, Vienna is very scenic. There are no beaches. <laughs> um, the, uh, like it, it feels like that to me. Like I just, I, I could not remember one of these songs if you, you know, my, my entire, the entire future depended on it. Uh-huh. Not just mine. And that's a little, uh, that, that's, I mean, that, that feels like a missed opportunity, especially if you're setting something in Russia. Like there's all kind. even if you want to be like cliche about it, there's cool sounds and palettes and keys you can work with that would really work with it. Yeah. Shit, dude. Man, I've been like way into this like Russian uh, 80s synth pop. Although, although it's YouTube. not the 80s, it's the 50s. Say what? Oh, well, no, well, yeah, that is. But when you, when you, sh- I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're right. It is the 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, just throwing some 80s synth pop. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you could do, uh, the reason why I was thinking of 80s is because it's very clear that there's big Chernobyl yeah. uh, energy to a lot of this uh, this writing. So that's where I got 80s mm-hmm. build. Yeah. Um, 
for this. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the music is, is horrible and anonymous. So the sound mixing and, and all of that stuff kind of blows. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the story is very basic. Um, you're working with good scientists mm-hmm. to stop bad scientists. Um, the twist is that you saved bad scientists life. Yep. You know, uh, that's really cool. Like you go back in time on accident and do the thing that, uh, you think is a good thing to do mm-hmm. and ends up totally fucking the world. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, the story's really like, uh, simple and very clearly presented, but I think that it has like some pretty fun little genre twists mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Um, and there are lots of, uh, kind of faints in here as well. I was, uh, I was, mm-hmm. you know, for as much as it was kind of like, oh yeah, this is, this is this kind of story. There were a couple of points where I was like, oh, that's a cool decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, same like it you know such are expectations but good good genre piece yeah um and i just think like broadly from the story to the mechanics and stuff and uh, you know it's gonna sound like i'm stealing this from a number of reviews um but i kind of arrived at this on my own as well like this this is a game that just knew what to steal you know yeah. it, it is pulling from a whole bunch of other games sometimes farcically so you have a female sidekick who has an an, an outfit that is basically just alex vance <laughs> it's very funny that they included an alex vance you've got an alex vance in uh, here yeah <laughs> you don't gotta have that mm-hmm. uh you know and then they, they also stole bad things like the two weapon limit yeah uh you know stuff like that which is which is a bummer but the things that they stole all made you know sense mm-hmm. and even just the the first person shooter with powers yeah uh kind of thing had been been around yeah for a while in the water yep. um no quick save which is a bummer yep. and if you're gonna get this wait for a sale please um, God we're gonna do. talk sugar about this but it's it's like 30 or 40 bucks for some it's, reason it's 30 bucks on both steam um gog and i think humble which it makes me think uh so because this didn't sell really well all i can re- all i can think of is the uh the water world arcade game from uh the simpsons <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> where Bill House is playing, and it's like insert twenty dollars and quarters every every four steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they they really are trying to make their money back you know, a decade after. Yeah, um, and not to you know arguing about the price. Of, like I understand a lot of work went into this just because it's old. Mm-hmm. I was happy to spend you know ten bucks on it. Yeah, yeah. You know that that sounds about right for a game of this vintage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to me, it's just it's one of those weird ones that is the the price is way out of step compared to how long ago it came out and you know the generation and stuff like that so yeah. it regularly goes on sale for like 750 or something like that just put it on a wish list and get a notification on your storefront of choice yeah. uh so this is made by raven software uh this is the second raven game we've done uh for the show what was the first one do you remember did? what the first one was oh god um x-men legends 2 right yeah x-men yeah. legends 2 these are these are the the fellows. I love Raven Software. Yeah, like I was looking at their catalog and I'm like, oh, it's like first of all, it's the Heretic and, and Hexen people, which mm-hmm. like that might be a vanity pick for me next year. Yeah, bangers. Uh, I fucking love those games. Yeah, um, and then all the good like X Men Legends, like which are probably you know Ultimate Alliance, which are probably my favorite flavor of Diablo. Mm-hmm. You know, Diablo them up. Yeah, uh, and then this. Yeah, like this is you know, good shit, man. These guys, mm-hmm. I like Raven Software. Like even around um, this time, like Quake Four has good moments uh, to it, and uh, mm-hmm. the Wolfenstein two thousand nine, like that is 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 pretty good actually. <laughs> like, yeah, I've heard that. That is good. Yeah, um, you know, so they uh, they they worked uh, with ID and Electronic Arts. Uh, they signed a deal to develop games for Activision in nineteen ninety seven, and worked with other properties. So we mentioned that they also did the those Star Wars games are really well thought of. Yes, yeah, the Jedi Knight. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, the X-Men Legends games, uh, Quake, Wolfenstein, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when they finished Wolfenstein 2099, they wanted to pitch their own game idea. Mm-hmm. And Activision did not provide them very much support. No, no. Um, they, they approved it, but just barely. It was the only original IP that they had uh, coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we'll find out, they did not uh, do a good job of supporting it. No, no, they didn't. Uh, so the studio heads uh, who came up with the idea, they had memories of exploring an abandoned military base when they were younger around where they grew up. Raven is based out of uh, Madison, Wisconsin, uh, and they wanted mm-hmm. to kind of make a game that, uh, you know, had that as a setting uh, or was informed by that, uh, but also, you know, by Cold War uh, stuff from when they grew up in the 80s. And so mm-hmm. kind of they came and arrived at this. And what they pitched was incredibly ambitious. Uh, and in fact, like an ambitious version of this was shown at E3. They got everybody really excited uh, mm-hmm. where time manipulation was going to be like used on pretty much everything in the environment to reshape the battlefield on the fly, uh, which is a cool idea, but was unrealistic. It's not something that uh, games have traditionally pulled off very well. Right. You know, like that, that's a promise that pops up a lot. I remember playing Red Faction on my PS2 mm-hmm. after reading reviews and being like, oh, cool, the environment's in, you know destructible. <laughs> and what that meant in practice was like one time I could tunnel through a wall with a rocket launcher. <laughs> you know, it is pretty disappointing. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they got pretty far along um, with that idea you know, um, and realize like, this is too difficult. Um, designing levels with that mind is very difficult. Mm-hmm. And with that mind is very difficult. Um, when, when they were trying it, it was very difficult not to like have people just break the game. Yes. You know, constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, uh, technologically feasible. Yeah. Really. It would require either keeping two versions of the world in memory uh, so you could swap back and forth between them um, or like constantly streaming two different versions uh, into memory, yes. uh, which just at that at that time in 2010 was just not something that was possible. I mean, like that was the big like technological innovation with um, the medium, the recent uh, Bloober team game, uh, the mm-hmm. narrative missteps in that aside, the presentation in that is pretty good. Uh, and they really, you know, made a big point to say, like, hey, this is this is like one of the first games to really get this to get this idea of seamless, seamlessly switching back and forth between two versions of a world. Um, uh, right. Uh, the way uh, the, the way that they did. So, like, you know, that was released in 2020 here in 2010. That would have been a miracle uh, for them to even do it. Uh, they apparently got pretty close, but, you know, this had to be a console and PC launch. PS3 mm-hmm. and Xbox 360 couldn't handle it, and even, like, high-end PCs were uh, uh, really chugging at it uh, when they when they made an attempt. It just it wasn't shippable. Yeah. Uh, so they canceled it, uh, but just for one day. And it was, like, officially canceled for one day. You know, what, what a bummer. Yeah. Um, they've ultimately decided to, to rework it instead. Um, Activision announced a delay for it, uh, you know, saying, hey, we're going to give Modern Warfare 2 some breathing room. But really, uh, this was really to make Singularity playable and get something to ship. Yes. Um, so they brought in a new lead mm-hmm. uh, for it, who this new creative director who said nothing new. Mm-hmm. Uh, take the things that you've already made and make that into a game. Yes. Basically. Yeah. They, um, they in des- 10 months. They described it as triage. Yeah. So this is yes. where kind of all of those ambitious ideas were really drastically scaled back uh, to what we ended up getting, um, which is admittedly a compromised product, but also it's pretty fun, you know? Mm-hmm. So 
it's 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 hard to say that it was a failure you know yeah it, again it, it's it's a victim of it if it's times in, lo- in lots of ways yeah. ironically and appropriately enough <laughs> um got pretty good reviews uh bad sales um which is kind of a bummer because uh, apparently the multiplayer mode in this is very cool mm-hmm. did you uh, read it all about that or watch any of it online yeah it's like um uh like territory uh taking right well it's that but you're it's humans versus monsters hmm. um it's like you know like left for dead like the the monster team you can you can be all of these different oh, cool. monster things that have their powers as well nice so like there are monsters that blink there are monsters that go out of phase and become in, invincible mm-hmm. things like that oh yeah i missed um, that detail yeah so i'm like that that sounds pretty rad mm-hmm. uh to me yeah. um so yeah bummer uh and then uh raven was hit with all these layoffs because the game flopped and they basically now work in the call of duty's minds <laughs> like coding multiplayer for call of duty games yeah uh they did take the lead on call of duty black ops cold war uh subtitled edition um no mm-hmm. just just cold war uh, apparently that's that's good and fun in the way that those uh campaigns are good and fun I'm probably not going to try it though because I don't want to take missions from Ronald Reagan. So, you know. what if you could get a non-standard game over by, um, you know, Sir Han Sir Haning him? Um, I think that you're trying to entrap me, sir. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, it's not a big deal if I don't hear down at Lorelei's Lounge that I, <laughs> I house Dylan's burger. Um, the uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I was curious about like after I played this, I was like, man, Raven. You uh-huh. know, but and I'm like, I'm not going to play one of these Call of Duty games. I'm just going to play X-Men Legends again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So fuck that. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still not super into Call of Duties, you know, just because I have an appetite for one of these kind of corridor military shooters once a year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, it doesn't I, mean I'm now like fully shooter pilled. I would I would probably want to save my one or two a year for things that were a little bit uh, a, little, a little bit further off the beaten path than that. And that we're doing for the show. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, spoil everything. It it doesn't matter too much. Mm-hmm. You know, you could still play it, and I do recommend it. Yeah, um, I think this is this is really fun, especially if you're feeling like that and you're in the uh, you know in the mode for it. Like if if this sounds good to you, like hey, shoot first person shooter where you do time crimes and have time powers. Mm-hmm. If that sounds fun to you, uh, I think this is a pretty easy recommend. Absolutely. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Uh, so we open with uh, some explanation, uh, kind of the alternate mm-hmm. history here. Uh, it's during the cold. Oh, good. It's it's done in the same kind of animatic that the no handlebars video <laughs> is made, firmly placing this in 2010. Yep. Like <laughs> there's a lot that's 2010 uh, about this. We're gonna get to uh, get to a video that is like straight up just in the style of the old anonymous videos. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very similar. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh but it is uh you know the, the cold war the soviets were behind in the nuclear race but then stalin's men discovered this uh strange element deep underground on an island uh called e99 um and they put their uh superstar scientist victor barisov there to set up this research station with unlimited funds thus creating the facility katorga 12 which is a fun word to say it's super fun uh, to say we should note that uh if you speak russian uh, this game does not do a good job with it. It's it's aesthetic Russian. 
uh, where they just if, if something looks like the shape like an english letter they use that instead yeah <laughs> uh, but the finding direct translations of the words in this are very funny yep um it's it's hilarious too because they just you know like even just english english words are stylized with it so you get those mm-hmm. backwards r's and you know the p's and stuff so like if you actually sounded this out phonetically uh, it'd be just nonsense garbage it's hilarious yeah. it's it's uh it's very much just like we all have to you know politics aside we all have to realize that soviet russia had the coolest aesthetics mm-hmm you know, like it's just incredible. Yep. Uh, stuff. It's like the coolest font. All of that stuff is incredibly good. And this game recognizes that and does not care about the actual culture and history whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I respect. Although it does keep um, a pretty humane, uh, uh, a pretty humane approach to the rank and file people. Like, you know, the people who are yeah, just yeah. living there. Yeah. Well, and Beresov, like who turns, yeah. you know, there's a twist ending, but Beresov seems like a solid bro. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the solid bro is pressured. Uh, to get, you know, into more full-scale tests before he's ready. Uh, and this causes this huge explosion in 1955. Uh, Russia, Russia buries the incident, uh, you know, still at Chernobyl, pre-Glasnosk uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So in 2010, a U.S. spy satellite is blinded by this radiation surge. And uh, we don't trust, you know, Russia because of this and because of Chernobyl. Uh, we send a team to investigate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, us the... and Devlin. <laughs> Um, just I the most hate Devlin. Just the, the just the most up the middle Nolan North performance that has ever existed. I was very worried that I was going to spend the entire game with Devlin. Yeah, I was worried he was going to be my like, handler. And then when he died, I was like, man, now who's going to tell me to stay Frosty all the time? <laughs> and I was like, fucking Devlin, Frosty is what I always stay. Yeah, piece of shit. I went through the same training you did. We're in the same situation, yeah. dog. We are peers, Devlin. Like, I understand that you're, I, th- I think the Devlin is actually like your commanding officer uh-huh. by, by just a little bit, like one of those baby commanding officers, <laughs> like a sergeant. I don't know yeah. what the word is for it, but like there's private and then there's the slightly better private. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the slightly better privates. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's like being like a, a professor of tenure who gives a shit. Right. You know, <laughs> like I don't, don't boss me around Devlin. Yeah. Nothing gives you um, that. <laughs> we, uh, we, we helicopter in the intro here. This will be important for later. Um, you know, we see a statue of somebody holding a sickle that is like flooded, mm-hmm. you know, these weird flecks of light are coming off of it, uh, while yeah. Devlin keeps on a non-ending monologue of jarhead nonsense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and an EMP takes our choppers down, um, unfortunately, separating us from Devlin and the rest of our squad mates who are presumed dead yeah, uh, because yeah. we never see them again. It's only, it's, it's only you and Devlin, the cast in this, aside yeah. from the, uh, uh, poor people who end up, uh, victims, uh, to what happens mm-hmm. here. Uh, the cast in this is mercifully very small, um, yeah. which makes it easy to keep track of. Uh, but, uh, you wake up on the docks you've kind of crashed outside of this visitor center, uh, and you start finding notes. Like they're just, uh, fun notes written around. Uh, you were sharing some good, uh, screenshots of these, including one about weird. They're very funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're funny. I I'm gonna write my diary and then just write one paragraph at a time on a single piece of paper and just leave it in random spots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as you do. <laughs> um, you know, so we make our way past the docks and we it's just video game shorthand that something horrible has happened here. There's all these charred corpses, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, we can watch these propaganda newsreels like Half Life. You know, it's it's amazing how much Half Life changed video games. Yeah, because uh, we don't shoot for a long time in this game. Yeah. Um where we were just hanging around, uh, checking out this newsreel. The narrator sounds like Cormit, <laughs> uh, which I love. Yeah. Tiny puppets. Different accent, but it sounds very much like Cormit. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, but just talking about like, oh, Target 12 is under threat from the West, but we've got a, uh, we've got, we, you know, this is our ace in the hole. Right. And we get a flash yeah. uh, as we're kind of walking down some of these hallways of a man who's, you know, sealed, you know, sealed into this room and begging to be let out, but then quick, quickly return to normal. What we're getting are these like time echoes where kind of our perception is taken back to the initial disaster that ruined this place. Mm hmm. Uh, so that we, we get sent back in time, uh, during the, the, the disaster, the building is on fire. We're running around. It's very chaotic. Um, somebody's falling through the floor here and somebody else is like, Hey, don't save Demichev. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they're cut off by falling debris that kills them. So we're like, oh, I'm going to save who I want. Yeah. Uh, we grab Demichev and immediately there's a nice little bit of characterization. Like Demichev is immediately really bossy with you. Mm hmm. Uh, this guy who we think is just gonna be a victim, he's like, you have to carry me. Yep, like he's he's me. really a prick, you know, for having just been pulled out of a fire. Mm -hmm. um, we pull him out and send him, uh, bring him to the entrance hall next to the statue of Stalin. And when things flash to the present, instead of a statue of Stalin, it's a statue of Demichev. Yeah. Uh oh. You know, we we've gone back in time and saved Hitler on mm -hmm. accident. Oops. A new twist on that that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, man, you're right. He really does go right to carry me. Uh, yeah. I, I expect, you know, just as a courtesy, at least one, I'll just slow you down, save yourself. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you don't um, mean it. Or just like his leg is hurt. <laughs> yeah. You know, so he could still limp out of the fire. Mm hmm. You know, <laughs> it just feels like getting me out of the fire is, is pretty good <laughs> but not not even really like a thank you just kind of like my leg is my leg is uh destroyed you have to save me mm -hmm. or you have to carry me I'm like yeah. man what a prick yeah um uh, turns so, out this guy's a real jerk so the present has changed uh you know we're on this isolated island so we don't know what else has happened but at the very least mm -hmm. this demichev guy became the leader of russia so uh-oh or the soviet union mm -hmm. rather um, and there's an audio log here talking about how things at the lab turned around um, when uh, Dr. Demichev went to Moscow. Uh, and, you know, it says, oh, whoever saved him from that fire did us a huge favor. And we're notably wow. like not not hearing, you know, previously we heard mentions of this Beresov. Now all of it is uh, kind of taken over and led by uh, by Demichev. Yeah, it's worth noting also because of the the era, we have a silent protagonist. Yes. Here. So we never get to see what he thinks. I, whenever I have a silent protagonist, I use the mouse to nod or shake my head when people <laughs> ask me questions because I think it's funny. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's exclusively all Ringo can do. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're, we're in the residential district here and we're, we're moving forward trying to get to this rendezvous point, um, with, with, uh, Devlin. Um, you know, we go through the streets of this like workers division, still no monsters. Um, we're learning that the explosion flooded the island with radiation. It's mutating people. Mm hmm. Um, and we're finding like creepy notes. We're going through an apartment building, you know, where people lived when they worked on the island and finding out, you know, people are locking themselves away at, you know, and changing it into monsters. Yes. Uh, and we get attacked. Uh, we shoot the, uh, we grab a gun. We get our first gun. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things I like about the gun in this, even though it's not very good is that it's big and loud. Yep. Uh, it's almost like it starts you with a magnum. And I was thinking about how I want that in non-Resident Evil games. That's how I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Like, do not give me the, the pea shooter. Yeah. Um, but we shoot the uh, the padlock off the door, and a, a skeletal monster monster comes out of it and tackles us. Yeah. Um, and uh, we shoot him, and we get up. So now monsters are in play. Yeah. But still yeah. really lightly. Like, mm -hmm. we're still mostly just exploring. Yeah. Like, this, um, this school is the most, like, outright survival horror, horror that we get here. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're, we're going through and we're finding notes. Uh, cartoonishly evil Demichev <laughs> is, <laughs> is moving E99 equipment into the school and then giving the kids assigned uh, lunches uh, and classes to keep them together. And they're starting to get really sick. Yeah. Uh, it's hilarious. Um, like in the kitchen, you get a, uh, you know, you find a note that says, okay, put, you know, put the special powder only in the meals that are going to the kids at uh, table one, you can go over to table mm-hmm. one and you can see that there are these like glowing orange tendrils of light coming up from the, from the plates and trays there. And you can just yeah. hear this constant chorus of kids wailing near it. <laughs> it. It's real spooky. The note is like, put this orange powder into their food. It's entirely harmless. And just as an experiment enhancer <laughs> just a supplement yeah it's like <laughs> it's, it's testosterone force uh four yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's ground up snowboarders that uh, joe rogan snorts uh, <laughs> to gain to gain his brain power to become the most curious man in the world <laughs> the most credulous man in the world yeah <laughs> like it yep here eat this orange powder joe rogan oh okay well yeah i mean yeah, yeah. okay Okay. Yeah. No. Um, uh, this pill yeah. makes you think Jordan Peterson makes sense. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, we get we get to see little educational uh, film strips uh, with kids you know, that were here, where it's explaining uh, Doctor E ninety nine, the cartoon mascot, uh-huh. comes out. You know, it's like this is going to help us with war with the West. And there's big like you know Uncle Sam, monstrous Uncle Sams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here, mm-hmm. uh, there's a really great little bit um, in the school where you can find you walk in and you see the Force Ghost teacher telling the kids to duck and cover. Mm-hmm. And then when you go back to modern times, you under all the desks are just skeletons. Jesus. Like kid skeletons. Like this is one of the few games that like has dead kids in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying that because it's my IMDb tag of choice or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, if you're going to have the school stuff, like it's weird that all, there's only adult skeletons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know don't uh, uh, d- don't dance around this. Uh, this will be the uh, the quarter of dead kids because we're also doing uh, Silent Hill. There are shitloads yeah. of dead kids in that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> just going to clip that out of context and we're good. Yeah, I yeah, just, it's no big deal. <laughs> You're talking down to L'Oreal Eyes Lounge. Um, the, um, uh, so yeah, so this, this is this is good and spooky mm-hmm. uh, here. Um, and we're, we're fighting uh, monsters sometimes. Yeah, not uh, here, especially once we get uh, the the weapon that will uh, kill you through the entire game. <laughs> yep, never never uh, drop Valkyrie it. assault rifle. Yeah, yeah it, it's you know, man, this game gives you a lot of fun weapons, uh, but all the enemies only carry ammo for this one. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. it's like I'm, I'm going to use this. Yeah, uh, very good. <laughs> um, we're we're fighting monsters at this point, and th- they don't have a lot of powers, and we don't have a lot of powers. Yeah, man, we're just shooting them. It's just you know, dudes, like yeah. lumpy boys. <laughs> um. Eventually, they're going to get more tricky to fight. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we get audio logs about this event that caused an evacuation order. Um, you know, the thing that caused the mutations. And unfortunately, we meet up with Devlin. Um, yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's uh, by this courtyard. We have to fight off some monsters while he tries to get the door open. And this is kind of one of the few, like, tandem fight scenes that we have. Again, as he reminds us that if one has the ability, if you can choose... Um, Frosty is how I would stay, but then again, sure. I'm just your CO. So I'm no Devlin. <laughs> you know, Devlin. I I want to put Devlin's face on a book that's like like the secret, but it's for staying Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> the uh, like we gotta get staying frosty into the goop mindset. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow stay frosty with his new vagina egg. <laughs> you know, keep your powder <laughs> yeah. dry and this egg wet. Yeah, the uh, and stay frosty. Yeah, uh, you know. So so we eventually get there. We fight through the administrative uh, building. We get a shotgun here. Uh, I use the shotgun a lot, but I don't love it. It's uh um, it's, for, for as for as uh, fun and kinetic as the other weapons tend to feel. It's a real limb shotgun, actually. It's it's weird because it doesn't it it doesn't have the the kinesthetics of feeling really good, even though it's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Like when I eventually realized, oh, I deadlock, and then I walk into the the time orb and shoot everyone in the back of the head, mm-hmm. and that's my my loop. Um, it was really good for that. Like you can even the big monsters, you can freeze them and empty a clip. Yeah. of the shotgun, and they'll die. Um, but it doesn't feel very good. Mm-hmm. It's like not loud enough, not satisfying enough. Like video game shotguns. It's important. You know, it's important. Um, but we're getting to this radio tower, which is the rendezvous point to our radio, our, our troops. Uh, this is where Devlin says the classic line. Let's finally get out of the circle jerk, <laughs> uh, which is not what that means. Nope. Devlin. <laughs> a circle jerk is when you and a bunch of your bros sit around in a circle and jerk each other off. Yeah, it is. For solidarity. Yeah, it's <laughs> to be good comrades. Yeah, it's Praxis, <laughs> it's, 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 it's Yeah, no, just, uh, you know, the, the circle jerks are uh, prototypical, archetypical mutual aid. <laughs> yeah. It's very it's mutual. Original. Yeah, I, lo- I love I love to give a bunch of money to the circle jerk that is hurricane relief. <laughs> <laughs> just neighbors jerking neighbors um what he what he means is is like a, a foobar clusterfuck you know yeah like clusterfuck you know snafu mm-hmm. so essentially something like that that's not what circle jerk means though <laughs> so you know, no, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty funny this guy has been yelling at me to stay frosty this whole time yeah. like doesn't know what words mean <laughs> i see it's a bad day you try saying words right after you've been in a helicopter crash it would be very difficult it would i think i would probably simply die <laughs> oh man uh outside the gate is powered down and uh we get our you know the first of many like hey go power this up so the door will open it's mm-hmm. it's fine there's fun um <laughs> there, there, there's there, there's a, a fun little scene here there's a guy who was hoarding food and only giving it out for sexual favors and we get to see him get got by a monster yeah yeah uh you know what it uh got what you deserved mm-hmm. buddy don't hoard food uh, beyond the gate, we get introduced to our sniper rifle. Uh, the sniper rifle, again, in a thing that does not make any sense mm-hmm. for in the game world, but is just fun and makes the weapon more fun. You can slow down time while going through the sights yes. of the sniper rifle. It's You don't have time powers yet. Nope. It just comes with the rifle. It's just your preternatural focus is what you are doing. It's like you're holding your breath. Which well, makes... it says time dilation. Yep, it does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, but it, it's again that though that's just a better decision because sniping mm-hmm. especially with a controller mm-hmm. like you want that that additional aid yes you know um so we take out some monsters uh, between us it's just kind of teaching us about these weapons yeah we get to the radio uh tower which ha- seems like it's gonna be a safe room it has a weapon locker uh and a weapon upgrade mm-hmm. uh system the upgrades are not uh cool unique upgrades it's just no. damage reload and clip capacity mm-hmm. um this is all this is pretty basic yeah uh, here yeah before you can really use it, though, a chopper descended and turned this into a uh, defense section yeah. for me. Yep. So we have the sniper rifle, and we have a vantage point, and we need to stop the people from getting uh, getting up to the uh, the stairs uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and flooding us here. And it's fun. You know, it's kind of shooting fish in a barrel. This is kind of the last hurrah that we get of the uh, of the combat before we have time abilities. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we take them out. Um, still, this can still be kind of tricky mm-hmm. uh, here early on. Yeah. Um, Devlin eventually tells us to retreat and we have to do as Devlin do. Uh, we, and we're running away. Um, a Soviet soldier knocks us out. Yeah. So Jed jumps out, ambushes, ambushes us from a door and, uh, we're, we're out and we wake up, uh, you know, when a, uh, somebody just, uh, rouse us, it is uh, a Russian guy, you know, he's got scars on his face and he's wearing a very ostentatious fur cloak. He's like um, a fabulous fop. This guy. <laughs> yeah. Like I love Demichev. Like, yeah. It's very regal. <laughs> yeah. It's like he, he escaped from a Far Cry game. Like, <laughs> um but yeah this is this is demichev the guy that we saved um and mm-hmm. uh uh you know devlin you know just like name rank and serial number that's all you get again yeah, just running through the cliches <laughs> yeah. yeah um and it's my, my dude my last name is renko <laughs> <laughs> like lay off the uh oh god uh, but like you, there's, it's not addressed, you know, I like the way that this is revealed in dribs and drabs before they do the full, uh, the, the full exposition. Um, but like there are fun conversation cues about how drastically things have changed because this person lived next to you. Um, yeah. you know, it says like, uh, Oh, the Geneva, Geneva convention. Fortunately, I did away with that years ago. Um, yeah. and you know, it'll be impossible for me to get you to, uh, to, to an American embassy for a number of reasons. So, okay, uh, cool. Primarily when she shoots Devlin in the head. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> were you distraught or were you just like hooting and hollering, calling no, the boys no, over? <laughs> just, uh, pouring one out into my mouth. <laughs> I, I'm just joking. Yeah. Uh, I'm really, I, I don't think the game was trying to wring any pathos out of Devlin, <laughs> but, uh, man, fucking Devlin. Uh, Good, uh, good thing he's dead. We get better handlers. Uh, yeah. Uh, Demichev is not, he's looking at you and he's like, how is it that you haven't aged a day? Mm-hmm. Like he remembers you, you know, at this point I was like, oh, this is shit. This is the dude I saved. Mm-hmm. Not at this point, but I mean, when I ran into him, like, yeah. that, that's fucking weird. Uh, he says you have to have the TMD. Where is it? Uh, we don't know what that is. Right. Um, and he thinks we're lying. Uh, but this conversation is interrupted by a bunch of bullets, uh, coming down. Uh, and, uh, this gives us a, a distraction to escape. A woman named Catherine radios you and tells you to run. Yeah. Uh, your hands are bound in front of you. And this is just, uh, like her, like kind of shouting out directions for you. Like, you mm-hmm. know, follow the open doors, you know, take a right at the stairs, like that kind of thing. It's real, uh, kind of matrixy. Um, but and it's because a, of shooters of around 2010, you have an invisible stamina meter that mm-hmm. determines how long you can sprint. Yeah. Uh, uh, 2010 folks. Weird. Yeah. Uh, but you run until she, uh, grabs you and pulls you into a little, into a little hideout. Uh, mm-hmm. this is where we start getting a bunch of, uh, exposition. Uh, she is from this resistance organization called Mir 12. Uh, she shows a video that explains, uh, what is happening. And this is the video that is very much, uh, you know, you know, we're, we're many, we are Legion. We're watching, uh, anonymous it, style, it, uh, kind of things. Yeah. It's, it's also the, the same kind of, uh, like, there are Prager U videos that look like this as well. <laughs> uh, that like leftist YouTubers have like shown me. It's yep. very funny. Yeah. Um, we've Barisov died in a lab accident. Demetev took over the research and he used D99 super weaponry and basically took over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Mir 12 has access to a journal that contradicts his version of events. 
Yeah. Um, it talks about this structure on Katorga 12 known as a singularity. Yeah. Nobody knows what the structure does, but Mirror 12 has dedicated themselves to tracking down a name from the journal, Renko, mm-hmm. uh, which is you, to yeah. find answers. Yeah. Uh, and so she gives you a gun again and says, hey, you're mm-hmm. going to you're going to need to go into Barisov's lab to get this TMD. He's he's hidden it in a place where they can't find it. Uh, but that'll be the key to setting things right. Yes. Uh, and also where you get the uh, the powers and stuff. Yes. Um, this game does really uh, humorous and over the top corpse decor- decorations. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is where you come out in the equipment bay and it's just like decorated with hanging dead soldiers everywhere, mm-hmm. like a, like an abattoir. Yeah. Later, uh, they use a, a forklift mm-hmm. to stab into two soldiers' heads and then lift them up uh, in, in a field later. Yep. <laughs> like, just think this, that's so stupid. Is this from Dusk? <laughs> so I, funny. I walked, into this, I walked into this room, this equipment bay, and I just laughed because, like, just human bodies hung up like tinsel. Like, it's fucking Christmas it's time. It's very tinsel. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're spelling words in it in Stranger Things. Yep. <laughs> um, this is where we start getting glimpses of these new enemies uh, that are humanoids that can blink around. Yeah. Um, it's like hunting you, crawling on the walls and stuff, and then when you look at it, it blinks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you turn around quick enough, you can see that like when it blinks away, it's periodically like behind you before it blinks somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, this is a really canny way to introduce this guy before you fight it. The way that he's just kind of stalking you through this entire room. Um, Super cool. Neat. It's good. Uh, and we get mm-hmm. these, uh, you know, uh, these glimpses outside. Uh, where the complex is being ripped apart by these huge thorny vines uh, that are growing up. Uh, you know, so it's the, the plant life that is mutating as well. And we get these flashes of survivors, you know, who are just like running out of options. You know, a real, uh, you know, end of the mist kind of thing. Um, where one guy, you know, just like executes everybody, but he doesn't have a last bullet from for himself. And then a monster yeah. gets him. You know. Yeah, sad. Sad. Um, we did a lab. Um, an audio log uh, explains that Demichev uh, led immunity against Barisov because Barisov would not test the E99 on humans. Yeah. Um, and we get a flashback of Barisov sneaking into a specimen pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this teaches us how to get down to his secret lab. Yeah. By it crawling is, into it. It is a hidden elevator uh, kind of down into mm-hmm. this uh, this cavern where they mined out the original, uh, you know, some of the original E99 samples before they industrialized it. Um, which which is canny because it masks the energy signature of the device. Yeah, uh, there's a couple like good little hand waves of this because when we get we get to watch a little explainer, like a little film strip about the TMD, the time glove. Um, it can age or de-age items, but only items that have been infused with the 99. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a clever little way. Like I understand originally that you know you're supposed to be able to do this with everything in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, when when the developers when they came in and was like, okay, make something with what you have now. I think this is a pretty clever narrative conceit. Yeah, for why this doesn't work on everything. It's a little bit like um, uh, in Portal Two, where they explained, you know, why there are only some portals, or why there are only certain surfaces you can hit a portal with. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, the That's moon it. paint. Yeah, yeah, similar oh, to that. Yeah. Um, rip, rip, Cave Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. And, you know, we, we, we learned that the TMD originally was this uh, gigantic, unwieldy uh, gun-style uh, device, but he had managed to miniaturize it, kind of turn it into this, uh, you know, a time glove. It is a glove that manipulates mm-hmm. time uh, as it is a device. Uh, and we get into the deepest part of the vault and put this on. 
uh you know it's a fun little scene a lot of looking at your hands in this uh like a you know yeah. like a first person game and you know the first time you fire it it creates this uh shock wave that crumbles and decays the tunnel um that mm-hmm. uh, that led in here and it's really neat uh to get out of this you have to you know use the device to reverse you know like undo what you did uh to clear the way out yeah. it's a it's a very uh it- very well tutorialized thing even even once you get out in the lab and you have to get out, there's yes. lots of like, or not to get out, but there are lots of little secrets mm-hmm. in the lab, like power-ups and stuff you can get to. And it's teaching you things like, um, weirdly enough, a crushed crate mm-hmm. weighs more than a, or less than a non-crushed crate. Yeah. You know, so you can, you can change uh, the crush status of a crate to change its weight mm-hmm. to use kind of uh, seesaws and stuff. Yeah. Uh, elevator up into things. Um, you know, smashing stairs and then realizing you can go under the stairs, there are things like hidden under there, things like that. Just video game, video yeah. game shit. I also think that uh, for a game where you put your hand forward into a device, mm-hmm. I admire the restraint that like nothing gets stuck. There's no needles, nothing gets stuck into your hand or anything like that. It's yep. just a series of robots that put on a glove. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit, I was, yeah. a, I was a little unnerved when you got the automatic ones and they had those little uh, needles that came out. But no, they were just doing like little micro welds to make sure yeah. it stayed on. <laughs> it's a, it's a very very friendly mm-hmm. uh glove putting on device it's the opposite of resident evil 8 yes <laughs> you know or even bioshock yeah true you know that kind of thing happens yeah uh so w- when you uh head back out Catherine says hey use the device to return to 1950s rescue barisov uh here when we were going down into that area with his elevator there was like a time you know anomaly yeah but now we can zap it uh and go back in time yeah. To 1955 in the middle of the disaster. Uh, no, not the, the coup, not the disaster. Yeah. The lab is under attack. Demetrev's soldiers are slaughtering the scientists uh, here. Yeah. Um, and you reach the place where Demetrev is about to execute Barisov. Uh, and it is up to you as time slows down uh, to uh, shoot Demetrev instead. Uh, it's funny, no matter where you shoot him, he still lives. Like the, the mm-hmm. idea is like, oh, you, you, you wing him and he falls out a window. Uh, it's like no, I put one between his eyes because I'm a I'm an operator. <laughs> no, he's yeah, uh, I, good he's, shot here. Yeah, I, I, so I was a little bit surprised when he turned out to still be alive. But no, you are just uh, just making it so that uh, Barisov is uh, still alive, and he cool. sees. Can the... you can you give me? Uh, I put one between his eyes because I'm an operator in a Dermot voice. <laughs> I put one. In... <laughs> I put one in between his eyes because I'm an operator. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> this is a real Dorman ass line, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's I I think I did it intentionally as a joke. It's no, fun. No, I know. I just you know. um so uh Barisov uh sees that you have the time glove mm-hmm. and sees your American uniform. He's like, Oh, something terrible has happened. Uh, here. The America still exists. <laughs> yeah, we fucked up. Foreshadowing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, this is, he says like, Hey, uh, we go back to his lab following him, kind of escorting him, but he's, he's invincible. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, Demichev turned on him cause he wouldn't work on the singularity. Um, he didn't want, uh, you know, it wasn't just testing yeah, on humans. Yeah. It was also working with the singularity. Yes. Uh, here. Yeah. Um, and he says, all right, well, if we're going to, uh, going to do this, you're going to need the, uh, you're going to need this. And he gives you the seeker. Um, which, uh, uh, as we mentioned in the generalities is just incredibly fun. Uh, we yeah. have to, uh, fight our way, uh, back to a different lab with a rift that will take us to, uh, to 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when we do this, uh, we show up to an older Barisov greeting us over a video screen. 
And so, oh, you have an age today. Um, you know, he sent a, a mutual friend to, to guide you to the tower uh, where he's hiding out from mm-hmm. Demichev's men. Um, and this is where we get our hero augmenter, uh, where we can step in and upgrade our hero abilities uh, here. Um, I read a pro tip about this. Uh, if you are going to play this after listening to the episode, prioritize uh, healing kits. Mm-hmm. We didn't really talk about healing in the generalities, but the way that it handles in this game is there are both pickups that you find just on the ground that heal you immediately mm-hmm. and then health kits. Yes. Uh, and you'll use them. Mm-hmm. Like they are meant to be used. They are not a, uh, you know, a precious resource. Yeah. Um, you know, you get refilled with them between encounters a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but uh, being able to carry a lot more of them just increases your survivability so much. It does. Yeah. Um, so upgrading the number you can carry and how much they heal mm-hmm. uh, is, should be a priority. Yeah. Uh, that is one of the um, first person shooter uh, trends that this didn't indulge in, which is great. This doesn't have the, you know, you take a couple of bullets to so take cover for a little bit and you regen, you have the, uh, yeah. you know, you have the, the running health bar uh, that you have to manage with resources, uh, which works well, and is good. You can see why they did that too, because if originally the game was, you know, having the uh, regenerating health that requires uh, cover and a lot of like hidey holes yeah, yeah. to hang out in while you regen, um, which is something they could have done with the game as it is, but something that would have been very difficult with the game as it was, mm-hmm. if they're going to make it real time manipulable at all times. Like, yes, you could possibly create cover for yourself, but that's so complicated. Mm-hmm. So on top of every other consideration, making sure you have, you know, a wall you can hang out behind while your your guy catches his breath mm-hmm. uh, would have been a pain. It would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we get the gravity gun added yes. to our, our glove. Yeah, it gives us a new sure. core. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, it is not quite as satisfying as the gravity gun, but it lets you catch uh, uh, projectiles that are thrown at you. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. you can also pick up, uh, pick up exploding barrels and throw them, uh, grab pickups at a distance. It's, it's serviceable and fine. This also, uh, the TMD replaces your, uh, melee attack with a burst. Yes. That you do that knocks enemies back and does some damage to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you fuck around with the melee attack very much before this happened? Nope. Not at all. It is one of the weirdest, like stiffest knife stabs I've ever seen in a video game. <laughs> uh, it's stiffer than it, the like, knife stab. Like, Let's <laughs> go ahead. It plays like knifestab.mpeg. Like it's the same every single time. It's like a gif <laughs> of stabbing somebody with a knife. It's very weird. Is it stiffer than the knife stabs in Dead Island? Ooh, those are <laughs> stiff stabs. <laughs> That's a stiff stab there, buddy. <laughs> I forgot about them stiff ass stabs. <laughs> Disappointing, unsatisfying stabs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want a satisfying stab. Yeah. Um, it's a, a brushing motion, not a stabbing motion. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, there's shrieking, shrieking fellows following you in the vents as well. Uh, we get our first mm-hmm. of the use a collapsed crate as a Jack, uh, puzzles, <laughs> you know, it's, it's neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it would have been nice if they had, uh, they had a little bit more, a little, a few more pieces to, to, to collide, uh, to make these puzzles more interesting, but that's not what this is. So. The, the neat thing is that, that you just have to figure out that this is something you can do. Yes. That the game doesn't tell you at all. Like, maybe if you hang out for a long time, you get a tooltip. Maybe, yeah. You know? But just the idea of, like, oh, like, not only when I bring this thing back in time, it's mm-hmm. bigger. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, we head out to the shipping yard here. Uh, and, uh, out, you know, this timeline is not better no, that we've uh, no. we've saved Verisov. The island is crawling with these Zex, uh, which are the teleporting 
uh, fellas. Yes. And the little time tendrils, the time plants Mm -hmm. that are kind of ephemeral are uh, glowing, you know, are bigger and there are more of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, So these Zex will attack you um, and sometimes they will be out of phase. So they'll be incorporeal. So you end up needing to use your uh, your impulse uh, attack, the melee replacement to kind of like knock them over and get them back into phase. Um, mm-hmm. something that does end up being a little bit of a bummer in this is that until the, the, the end, uh, this has limited energy, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, recharges slowly over time. But like, if you end up trying to fire one of these, you know, in the clutch, like if you're, if you're doing this, it means that something's like right on top of you and your, um, and your meter is empty. You need, it takes a very long time to like use the little pod. Uh, the animation to re- kind of recharge this, you know, to, to, to fill it back up is pretty long. So there were a couple of times where I took hits just because it yeah. was, you know, j- you know, just barely not enough to fire off a blast. So it would have been nice if well, there was like a reload on that. Absolutely. Well, and it's a thing too where uh, early on before you upgrade it, mm-hmm. like it's actually pretty scarce. They, they do a thing that I like, which is the um, non-combat applications mm-hmm. for for your time glove do not take energy. Yeah. Um, so you can do things like, oh, oh I'm going to repair this reel-to-reel so I can listen to this lore note. You don't have to make a decision about whether you want to spend ammo on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is uh, early on when you do not have a lot of time energy. Yeah. You know, you can't quite spam this as much as you maybe want to. Yes. Um, so uh, we, we fight our way uh, around this elevator, and we see this huge angry mutant starts, uh, starts attacking us, and we get into a little chase. Um, we get in the elevator. It chases the elevator up the building, like climbing the wall, like King Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the uh, we get in this hallway into the admin office, and it's just nested with these tendril trip wires. Yeah. Um, these do a little bit of damage when you break them, but they have a uh, a point mm-hmm. you can shoot uh, to take them out. I like that these get explained. Like I had forgotten that there wasn't an explanation for them, mm-hmm. and they explain them in like the last like twenty minutes of the game or something. They do, yeah. And like a really late lore note. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but they but they look similar to the uh, to the time flora uh, that we've seen uh, kind of around. Yes. Yeah, um, the big guy pins pins us at one point, and we end up fending him off by shooting this glowing part of his chest. Uh, it is a big glowing weak point, but also like it's where these parasites are. Um, it's a little mm-hmm. like y- y- you know what a good point of comparison for this is actually like for the mm-hmm. for the scale and like scope and interestingness of this uh, 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 psyops the mindgate conspiracy oh, actually sure. this is a psyops yeah, ass yeah. game like it doesn't this wear out its welcome energy yeah this is you know like that game wore out its welcome in a in a weird way but the fact that like the, that these are monsters made by these like weird uh, you know extra dimensional parasites that are let in that's the yeah that's psyops as, as fuck yeah. It's very psyops. Well, in psyops, <laughs> Waro is welcome specifically by in, introducing invisible enemies. Yeah, yeah. And when this game does invisible enemies near the end, it's like one, it's like an invisible enemy mini boss, mm-hmm. you know, or just one or two. Like it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he uh, after you shoot him in the weak point, he runs away. We cross this little uh, courtyard fighting regular soldiers and reach material storage. Yeah. Uh, and we see a boss arena. Um, I was thinking about a novelty Twitter account that's foreboding video game drop. Because <laughs> uh, this game is full of that kind of thing where you get to it. Oh, this is a one way drop. And there's a bunch of waste wire eye walls down there. Uh oh. <laughs> um, but this is the big guy has caught us, and we get our, our first, first of like comparatively very few boss fights in this game. Uh huh. Um, and yeah. I, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this uh, boss fights in this game are good. 
Yeah, like, they're pretty good. Yeah, like, you know, generally that is where a first person game is going to stumble if they try. No, these are mm-hmm. these are fun. You know, like not necessarily breaking a lot of new ground, but like there there were many ways that these could have ended up being tedious that they just they just didn't. The uh, the second one takes a lot of cues from rail shooters. Yes. Uh, in the way that it's designed, which I think is a smart move. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a big guy. Uh, he's got these parasites on his chest, but they're covered initially. Um, he throws explosive barrels at you, which you catch and throw back, which then uh, makes him expose his little glowy chest, mm-hmm. which you shoot. Um, he also jumps around and hangs on like rebar yep. uh, on the side and sometimes will throw in some ads. Yes. Uh, and once you take care of his chest uh, wound, he'll bring out an axe, and this gets stuck on the ground, which allows you to go around back and hit him in the back. Yeah. With uh, hit his back weak point. Mm-hmm. And then the third one's so, on his head, and he kind of mixes up tactics for that. Um, it's good and satisfying. It's a it's a, it's a good yeah. boss fight. Um, it, it never it never doesn't feel good to grab a projectile out of the air and throw it back at throw it back at whoever. Oh threw yeah. It. And the, the window is so generous for it mm-hmm. in this game. Like the, the amount of precision. Like if the grenade is anywhere near zip code, you'll grab it. <laughs> um, and the, these are barrels. These are even bigger. But if somebody throws a grenade. You, you can do likewise. Um, yeah. uh, after you take him out, Catherine flies you down. Uh, and we you go with Catherine. You fight towards Barisov's tower. Uh, Catherine's a real nothing yeah, yeah. Uh, character in this game. They're really setting her up. Mm-hmm. You know, as as somebody. But she's really not. Um <laughs> You're keeping the Zex off our tail. We reach this tower. The power is off. Um, and the, we're, we're surrounded by a fence. The Zex are crawling over it. So we can use the TMD to restore these power junctions to make sections of the fence electric mm-hmm. to knock them off while uh, Catherine shoots them while yeah. we wait for the elevator to power up. Yeah, it's fun. It's uh, uh, it's like uh, keeping plates spinning because they'll decay and then you have to repair them mm-hmm. again uh, to kind of keep your keep your defenses up while shooting any that manage to get over. Uh, good defense stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, inside the lab, we get another another film strip. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just, I just love how many instruct, instructional film strips we get for people to say, I could explain this to you, but why don't we let our good friend Dr. D99 do it? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. This one says uh, what, what the consequences were of us saving Demichev, basically. Yes. Um, he became obsessed with the singularity. He took over the island and ran this tower until it exploded. Uh, but also produced enough E99 before this happened for Russia to arm up and uh, preemptively drop an E99 bomb on the United States. Yes. Uh, really stuck it to us. Yeah. Um, so after this, he had the clout to oust Khrushchev and uh, become chancellor for life. Yeah. Um, and Catherine lays out our mission along with Barisov here saying, hey, if we go back and destroy the Singularity Tower in the past... Um, then history will correct itself. That obviously had something to do with how uh, Demichev, uh, you know, managed to take over the world, you know, and, you know, we can undo him at that point. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. they're, uh, they're, they're slightly off about, about what, uh, what the real problem was there, but uh, that'll be our mission here for a little bit. Uh, to do that, we're going to need to find this E-99 bomb that was lost when a tanker called the Pearl uh, sank in mm-hmm. the harbor. Um, because only something that is as powerful as the singularity uh, can destroy it. Of course. Makes sense.
So we, we take this lift down to this railway. Uh, we get a new TMD upgraded, which lets us create the deadlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deadlock's incredible. Uh, we talked about that in generalities. But uh, my main tip for this game is use this more than you think you should initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it solves the game. Yep. Um, we're in this sewer, which is overtaken with this like gross organic matter. Um, and when we we are going through, when we fall uh, through a great, you know, as you do, and we're introduced to a new enemy here, the E ninety nine ticks. Yeah, phase uh, these ticks. things are really annoying. Hate these things. Uh, nobody likes these things. Uh, video, mm-hmm. even uh, Titanfall two had these things. Yep. Like every every video game has to have a little guy that runs at you and explodes mm-hmm. uh, and sucks. Yeah. Um, and they they eventually become okay because you have the the E ninety nine power to deal with them mm-hmm. because the best thing for them is the uh, the pulse yeah. uh, melee attack. But when you uh, this is where me having to recharge uh, my pulse really fucked me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to I had to t- attempt this several times, uh, and, and a real bummer for this is the 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 checkpoint is further back than I would like it to be. Yes. Uh, so the the lack of a quick save really was a problem. Uh, like what it wants you to do is like deal with the initial rush of these things until you can uh, make a break for the hallway out of the main chamber where the, all the uh, the pods are, and then put a deadlock behind you to stop them from coming in. Uh, you know to stop the chase and deal with the ones ahead of you down the hallway as you get a lead uh, above the ones that yeah. are chasing you. That is what you want. You want. It wants you to do. It takes a. It took me a lot of uh, death and trial and error to, to to figure out that's that's what it wanted. Yeah, this took me a few tries as well. Yeah, uh, there's a nice little touch where these things spawn from uh, these bubbles, these gross organic bubbles in the wall, and if you shoot the bubbles, they spawn one of them. But if you uh, age them, the the thing inside it rots. Yep. So you, you can age them instead of shoot them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little cute, you know, not a big deal, but kind of cute. Yeah. Um, so you're running from these things, and you run this flashback in the tunnels. It shows this tentacle monster impaling somebody with its claws. Uh, this thing is going to be a, a nemesis for a little bit. Yeah. And some wall graffiti that we that uh, we can restore that says mm-hmm. it can smell you. Um, the little reveal on the wall graffiti, I think, is fun. Yep. We'll get to that. Yeah. It's genre. <laughs> like, it's not mind-blowing, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. I mean, like, you're, you're getting these things. You know, it's written. Uh, and, it you know, it is written in such a way that only somebody with a TMD can, uh, can decipher it. And it's always, mm-hmm. like, uh, ominous and cryptic, you know, notes. Like, don't trust the boy. <laughs> stuff yeah, like that th- there is literally a don't trust the girl that shows up yep <laughs> yeah. so uh it's gonna you know it's gonna be kind of like casting doubt on some of the things that you're doing but it's a it's a fun mm-hmm. turn with that uh you end up taking a shelter from this uh tentacle um in a shipping container um when it kind of grabs you and then throws you uh, kind of up to the surface and you get knocked out uh when uh when when you fall from it uh can't be can't be good for you to get knocked out this much you do get i mean well it ends up making sense at the end of the game mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah it's a, it's fine uh Beresov wakes you up like you made it waving from the top of this control power uh tower saying like hey damage of men attack the tower you need to get up here um so you, you get up to the top and he says like hey damage knows where you are he sent people he knows what we're up to you know, mm-hmm. um, we have to move forward. Uh, we have to activate this construction crane yeah. uh, to get across. Um, once we do this, we can ride this platform. This is like a little shooting section. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you can get a sniper rifle, but they also give you a new weapon called the spike shooter. Yeah. Um, I don't like this thing. No. Uh, you, you charge it and that's fine. But mm-hmm. when it hits an enemy, it takes a while to explode. Yeah. Yeah. During which time they shoot you. 
<laughs> yep. See, that's the problem uh, uh, with a weapon yeah. uh, is that you're often using it against somebody who wants to kill you. Uh, and yeah. it doesn't matter if you get the draw on them if uh, if your bullet is late to late to show. Yeah. Yeah. If they get to keep shooting you while they wait to die. Mm-hmm. You know, I needed them to stop shooting at me. That's why I'm shooting them. Please. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, the spike shooter, like the the area of effect on it uh, is not wide enough for it to be useful uh, in this situation. Mm-hmm. More more useful than the uh, than the sniper rifle. So this is this seems like a strange place to introduce it. I would have done it in closer quarters. Yeah. Even then, that it's a rough weapon for that. This doesn't have a really have a place. Right. There's a, there's there's a couple weapons in this game that I didn't did not find a use for. Yeah, that rocket launcher, which is just like, oh, what if we just have the half life ro- rocket launcher in this? Sure, yeah. why not? Well, why not would be you yeah. don't really have like a, a way to use it that's fun. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really work. Yeah, you know. And there's some of them that are really cool, but then they neglect to design things around them. Like I like the uh, <laughs> the, grenade, the launcher. grenade launcher. You can you can drive <laughs> for the one puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like for one little puzzle and a co- all the times i tried to use it because i thought it seemed cool mm-hmm. but it doesn't really work yeah. um you know probably a flaw in this but i i'm not using those things a lot anyway mm-hmm. yeah you know uh the seeker also does a lot of rounding it does on um so we uh when we get to the other end we drop into this makeshift barracks here uh where a squad commander is tearing into his leader about how his men can't take this anymore um, and we kind of fight, um, a little mini boss mm-hmm. here, um, a like teleporting super Zach who's yeah. fast and evasive and smart, mm-hmm. uh, here, um, we have to freeze him with the deadlock. This is similar to the last boss fight, which was teaching us, Hey, use the gravity gun. Yeah. This one's saying, Hey, use the deadlock, mm-hmm. um, you know, freeze him in place because he'll dodge either with this or with cryo canisters that are everywhere. Yeah. Um, I love cryo canisters. If you get frozen, you just have to burst your way out. Mm-hmm. If enemies get frozen, if you leave them long enough, they just thaw out and go back to attacking you. <laughs> Which like, that's fucking dedication, this man. Is, yeah. Like you're not gonna just get discharged. Yeah. That's, like, that's, I just okay, I'm gonna go home now. I got frozen. Yeah, I'm gonna surrender. Yeah. yeah I, sorry, got frozen. T- time out. See, it seems like your yeah. weapons wouldn't work anymore after that. Yeah. yeah. My mom said I was not supposed to get frozen today. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ruined my school clothes. No. Yeah, I yeah. gotta go home. It's not fun anymore for me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but if this guy ends up getting too close to you, you can also uh, use the impulse to kind of kind of knock him, uh, get him staggered here. You have a lot of options for dealing with this, which makes the uh, what otherwise would be kind of an annoying thing where just the, the boss can decide, hey, you're not going to be able to you know, damage me for a while. It ends up being mm-hmm. uh, you've got ways around that. So it's, uh, it's yeah. forgivable. It's fun. Uh, we get this audio log for the next place where uh, this guy lost a lot of men because he didn't realize that these beasts were blind. Um, you could just walk by them. Introducing us to the revert tunnels. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fans of Tony Hawk 3. Uh, these, these, these people. Yeah. Um, reverts are zombies that have been advanced or re- regressed. I, is I, something saying something about people? I don't know. Uh, yeah, so humans become reverts on some kind of timeline. Is it, is it like is it like crimson heads where like they 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 pass through being a Zek to being this? I, it's not very well explained. We yeah. have to get the uh, like the lore compendium, yeah. the art of singularity <laughs> uh, for that. But the uh, this is cool. Like they don't uh, they're slow and blind, and they move around really slowly. So you can just kind of crouch and walk through. Mm-hmm. But they put them uh, guarding a lot of uh, treasure. Mm-hmm and stuff and they're not invincible or anything like you can just take them out yeah uh it's a genuine choice between like you know 
it, it's not like the liquors in RE2. Right, remake, right. Where like, that is a choice, but you really don't want to piss off the liquors. Oh, God, no. The, you know, this, it feels, you know, very like, you can if you want. Like, if you want to get through this, you can. If you want mm-hmm. a tense crawling experience, but you can also have a fun shooting experience. Yeah. Up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes them dangerous you know it's not just like a regular kind of fight they will uh, run up to you and they aggro in groups uh, their, pri- their their sole attack is to do this acid vomit uh, that does mm-hmm. a lot of damage to you um, yeah. you know so like one or two of these will uh, kind of ruin your day uh, in a pretty bad way if you're not a, you know if you're not aware of the consequences of waking these guys up um, so yeah. you end up wanting to deal with them. They do something that, uh, you know, I, I could see being divisive, but I kind of like, especially when you're, um, so when you're sneaking around something that is kind of animalistic, you will think that it is seen you like it'll react, mm-hmm. uh, or, or sensed you it'll, it'll, it'll react like it is about to attack you, but it's actually not like it's, it's, mm-hmm. ju- it's just giving you like a little, a little bit of a brush off. So like you just have yeah. to keep your cool in the stealth situation and not panic and make things worse because it'll just move move, move along. Uh, like the 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 liquors do that as well. Uh, in uh, yeah. the Last of Us, not the liquors, the clickers. Try to psych you out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Clickers and liquors. Yeah. When I was at this point and they did that, a little tiny ghost version of Devlin's head popped up and reminded me what I should stay. Mm. Was it and frosty? Because I, I was frosty, mm. and because I was frosty, uh, I didn't freak out. And it's like, hey, Devlin, mm-hmm. how did staying frosty help you? How'd that turn out, bud? It, it, it's the, yeah, do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we stay on a frosty king. Uh, the, uh, we, we get to the end of this, we get a really fun uh, upgrade to our time gun, which allows us, this is why I think these things are humans at some point. Uh-huh. Because uh, you can turn human soldiers into reverts. Yeah. Which is uh it, there aren't that many opportunities for it but there mm-hmm. are anytime you see a bunch of soldiers clustered together this fucking oh. owns oh it's, it's so good <laughs> <laughs> shit carl like, <laughs> oh no and it's a really good distraction like the, you like you're making a dangerous enemy mm-hmm. you know like you don't do this against a, a dude no you do this against uh if you sneak up on people talking or if you uh there are like three guys standing on a uh you know an overhang shooting you mm-hmm yeah, yeah, very uh, cool. So it is. Uh, it is a good way. You still have to deal with the with the uh, with the revert, um, though. But uh, you know, it's not free to do this. It does. It does cost you some energy, but uh, it can mm-hmm. be. It can be pretty good, and it gives you a preview, like the end of this game, like the like the back quarter uh, does something that I really like, which is you know if you are walking into a war between people and monsters, and you know deciding yes. to let them deal with each other. And this is a little bit of a taste of that, um, you know, but giving you the ability to control when it happens. Yeah, agreed. Um, we reach Catherine up at the top. She's going to take us to the next objective, the railway control uh, tower. Um, we get a new weapon here to cover her. Uh, they put the, I like this. They put you up on a um, an overhang over the same area that you rode the, um, the crane through. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing it from the enemy's angle, and they give you either an autocannon or a sniper rifle mm-hmm. here, depending on how you want to handle it. Um, the autocannon also has a really great little grace note. Um, you don't reload this. Nope. You slap an E99 device on top of it, and it goes back in time to when it was loaded. That's so good. <laughs> like, that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. She's so inventive. I just the, the, lots yeah. of little grace notes in this that are like, yeah, do you, I love you, Raven. <laughs> yeah, the, the holes are still there in the bodies. Uh-huh. You know? So, like, a bullet would work like this. Like, a bullet, like why don't they put strings on bullets? Uh-huh. 
<laughs> Why don't they put strings on the bullets? Like it's like a slug for getting free plays at the arcade. Yeah, you said you're getting free slays at the, at the arcade. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man! Yeah, <laughs> but the the auto cannon is it's a it's a Gatling gun, um, and yeah. it works just like the Gatling gun in Team Fortress Two. It either has a a long wind up uh, to, as the mm-hmm. barrel gets spinning, or you can uh, move more slowly, holding down the right mouse button or the alternate fire to keep it spinning, so you can uh, keep it uh, you know keep it going. Literally just Team Fortress Two, um, which is good because that's a good uh, that's a good mini gun. It's a, it's worth noting also that they position this next to the sniper rifle. And the reason why they do that is because this is an increasingly uh, accurate mm-hmm. auto cannon, yep. like Gatling gun. Like it, it fires like with basically like machine gun accuracy right. uh, here. So it, it is a precision weapon, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this is also where they start introducing you're so you're, you're not, you have this, but you're also dealing with enemies that were using them. Uh, kind of thrown mm-hmm. into the mix of the enemies that you're uh, that, that you're taking out in this defense section are these elite Spetsnaz uh, enemies. Uh, you can't use any mm-hmm. of your time powers on them, uh, at least the age or the revert, because um, they're wearing a special suit. They're highly armored, and they, at this point, also have autocannons, uh, and they are emergencies. It takes an awful lot uh, to uh, to uh, deal with these guys. Yeah, they they are weak to deadlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when when you're not on an overhang, if you're fighting these guys on the ground, you deadlock them and then shoot them with a shotgun in the back of the head. Yes. Uh, but if you can't get the drop on them, they can do a lot of damage mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. Um, Catherine gets kidnapped uh, after this, and we have to chase her down. This is one of the only timed sections of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, like 2010 games, no matter what you're doing, your handler will yell at you to hurry. Yep. Which is really obnoxious because part of the game is exploring for upgrade material and ammo mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, here you actually can lose. Yes. If Catherine gets far enough away from you. Um, as you go through hallways uh, dealing with these uh, auto cannon fellas, uh, yeah. which you want to deadlock, as I mentioned. Yeah. Um, when you get to her in the end, uh, time slows down so you can shoot the two soldiers that are holding her at gunpoint um, after Demichev leaves the room. Of course. Uh, here. Yeah. And uh, we saved her. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for now. <laughs> She's not going to yes. be with us for very long. Um, no. Apparently, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, we reach the train yard. Uh, we've been trying to get down here because we have to get to the docks, and the quickest way there will be this train. Unfortunately, it is this uh, rusted-out wreck. Uh, it's in complete disrepair. Um, and, uh, boom, there's another attack here. Uh, Catherine is going to be, uh, up here trying to repair this E99 amplification platform. Um, but this is not mm-hmm. tough because we get a seeker, um, and we get to, yeah. you know, shoot just the, it's, it's this very long combat hallway. Um, and, yeah. uh, enemies are going to be using cover and stuff, but you just have to like fly up, get a bird's eye view and then just, and then just bomb them from the top. Rain sentient death upon them. <laughs> you know, it, it's so well positioned after the last two yes. action set pieces where it's like, you know, the, the overhanging sniper auto cannon thing, which was tough. And then mm-hmm. the, the tense hallways, you know, battle that is actually timed mm-hmm. like here, have some seeker yeah, as a treat. Yeah. Build, you know? build up your confidence, get some momentum, go out there and knock out some yeah. easy ones. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good pacing. Um, after we get through it, uh, we climb up and we use the TMD to assemble the train because of the platform, which boosts our powers. The train too big, so mm-hmm. we need a booster. Train too big. Um, train too big. Um, so we get the uh, the train working and we pull it out of the station. Yeah. Um, we're rolling along and things seem to be going fine uh, when what appears to be a huge tentacle rips out part of the track ahead of us on this uh, on this bridge. 
uh, and uh, kind of derails the train. We're kind of dangling from it, and uh, that stops us for good, at least right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I I love this section. Like I'm I'm kind of ever since Uncharted Two, I've been a fan of like climbing up the uh, the, the the dangling uh, train uh kind of cars mm-hmm. as they go this feels I like do in real life one day <laughs> oh god i just no I, I would just i would just uh you know call call somebody i love and say hey i'm so ah! yeah i'm gone yeah, yeah. i love you uh, don't remarry <laughs> <laughs> wait for me <laughs> yeah i'll see you in heaven uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but you're platforming up this uh the, the, this falling train you know from car to car as this uh this monster it's like a huge hydralisk uh like from starcraft mm-hmm. uh attacks you and this is our next boss uh that we end up fighting once we get up onto the firm part of the uh firm part of the bridge yeah and this is very much like a railgun uh thing you don't have a lot of ways to dodge right uh but it will uh try to hit you uh, where you can hit its tentacle or hit its mouth that's open while it's trying to bite you to stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, very similar to every railgun boss fight. Yeah. Where it's bringing down its hand if you hit it in the weak point. It's just about aiming. Yeah. You know, uh, real good. Uh, and eventually you get to the E99 reactor, which allows you to power up and you use the TMD to dissolve uh, the monster's head, which kills it. Like mm-hmm. just aging its head. <laughs> Beware the ravages of old age. Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> just having your head ha- head aged. So you're like, uh, a, you know, like a, like a person. So you're Carl Havoc. <laughs> I've got too much shit on me. Oh, that's, this guy that's... sucks. Can you imagine if this guy went up to you? <laughs> Uh, I look like a completely different person. Uh, yeah. but, no, but just imagine, like, you know, just a fit person, prime of their life, gets their head aged to the point where they're all gray and wrinkly just from the neck up and they have dementia. Yeah. Oh, God. Scary. Yeah. Yeah, just like selective progeria. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These kids with old faces. Silent Hill. <laughs> oh. <laughs> silent hill <laughs> oh man uh but uh but yeah we we end up uh killing them and we can ride the first few cars the the engine's fine so we continue to the docks mm-hmm. uh it's nighttime now and we step out on the docks and a big sh- shock wave takes us back to the 50s um where there are just a bunch of soldiers like vibing mm-hmm. uh and we get the seeker <laughs> and get a little uh seeker time after the boss again the game knows when to deploy seeker time mm-hmm yeah this is a very fun area specifically because you know mm-hmm. this is a dock so they've got uh cargo cranes and things yes um and the, the the platforms on the cargo cranes uh a they have explosives on them and b they're made of wood um so yep. you can age them and then just drop these explosive barrels on top of fools my my uh my theory was that this was one of the earlier areas of the game mm-hmm. that was designed because there's lots of time crimes you can do yeah yeah as you advance which makes up. me think this is a holdover yeah from yeah, but but you've got um, you've, real good. You've you've got the ability to you know to take this the way you want. Like you can just hang back at the far side, um, and take people out with the seeker, um, you know, without mm-hmm. really advancing up. You have a you know long range on those bullets, so it's fine. Or you can you know get up in the fray a little bit more uh, and kind of take advantage of some of that stuff. I really like that they just kind of give you the ability to choose your approach and honor both of them mm-hmm. or any of them. Yeah, no. both are, both are fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we do a little little puzzle um, in this docks reactor room, which lets us raise the pearl uh, up. And this is the ship that has the E99 bomb, so we can navigate it, but we are warned uh, that this effect won't last very very long for something this big. Mm-hmm. You know? So as we go through this, the ship ages. This, this rules. Um, like, I, I love this so much. <laughs> it's cool. It's super cool looking. It's really spooky. Yeah, it's like, you I know, mean, because... it's literally Silent Hill. <laughs> like, it, is well, it, it's all and rusting it, and it's flooding? All... Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and practically, like, it, it's, you know, at what point does a ship become untenable? Mm-hmm. You know, it's aging, but what point is, like, the exact tipping point where it's old enough that it cannot be a ship? Yeah. You know? Those kind of changes happen usually so slowly that we never notice them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea that they might actually see it happen. Yeah. Like, the moment it goes from, you know, uh, floatable to, to capsizable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is where we get that uh, that weapon we were talking about, the Death X launcher, uh, <laughs> the uh, which is a grenade launcher that fires tiny little drones, mm-hmm. like the little steerable rounds. But we don't get the the camera from nope. their perspective. Yeah, we see them glow through walls. Yes. Uh, so you move like a little Samus morph ball mm-hmm. around, basically, and let go of the button and it explodes. Yeah. Um, I ended up putting upgrades into this because I thought it was so neat, but it's not very useful. Yeah. So it's what's weird about it is you can just use it like a regular grenade launcher, and it's really powerful. Like I ended up mm-hmm. using this uh, to chunk large enemies later on or groups. The problem is the delay on the actual grenades. I wish it was just a uh, um, explode on impact. You know, yes, uh, but there's a there's enough of a delay where stuff will like run past if you don't account for that, uh, which is yeah. uh, kind of unsatisfying. Uh, if you fire one of the um, one of the uh, controllable rounds, it doesn't cost any more. Like it's not you know double ammo for that or anything. But there's like enough friction to like just you know steer it and then release it that it ends up being uh, you know hard to manage in the middle of a in the middle of a firefight when you would actually want to deploy this thing. So yeah. and it what highlights how good the seeker is because the the seeker slows down time to where you're not being threatened. Yes, you can fire the seeker from cover but you can also fire it with enemies in front of you and you'll probably hit them before they hit you yes you know this uh it all happens in real time mm-hmm. you know so it's still i think this is a neat idea for a weapon i like the idea of firing a exploding morph ball yeah it's just not a very strong version of it yeah so. uh also i forget if it's here or if it's later on but like there's literally just one puzzle where uh, like the, the 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 door is locked and blocked inside there are some uh, enemies but there are also uh, exploding barrels and if you pay attention there's a small hole near the floor so it's just like mm-hmm. oh i just need to roll this ball in there and explode the barrels and then you know i'll be able to get through the broken door and that's literally the only time this is used for puzzles yeah it's pretty it's around now <laughs> yeah uh, around this area that happens one thing that we didn't talk about that i want to just make sure we mention uh that i really like is that one of your abilities is called the chrono ping yeah um i love this thing like it seems like so what this does is you do it and it shows footsteps that show you where to go yeah where the critical path is that kind of design gets a lot of flack because people are like oh no you want to be able to read the environment mm-hmm. you know you want to be able to explore uh, I found like one for a game of this type and scope, like, no, I'd, I'd like to know what the critical path is. Like, yes. it's not always easiest to read these maps. This is purely additive Two, There's a really cool diegetic reason why it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, three, I was using it to show me where, where not to go. Exactly. So, like, I would, yeah, I would use the footprints and be like, okay, that's the critical path. That means the side path has goodies. Mm-hmm let's let's do everything except for that critical path yeah like it just saved me time of going down that critical path and being like oh this feels critical pathy i mm-hmm. better go back yeah no uh, pre- precisely uh that like that is what's cool about this i normally am bothered you know i like i, I got bothered like even as far back as like uh, like perfect dark zero which had this mm-hmm. where it was just like okay you seem to be struggling finding your way in these terrible levels that we designed uh we're just gonna flash arrows on the floor after a while 
Um, Dead yeah. Space handled it a little bit better, but it was still like a little bit annoying. Here, though, it just kind of clicked uh, for me, mm-hmm. and I ended up, you know, kind of figuring like counterintuitively, this got me to explore more once I realized that I was not uh, going to be. Uh, you know, in danger of going down the right path and having to to double back. Yeah, totally. Like, and with this kind of, these kind of levels where it is largely linear, Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of evidence of the levels being less linear than it used to be. Did you notice that you unlock a lot of Dark Souls-esque shortcuts? You really do, yeah. In this game, like back to areas you've been to that you'll never revisit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but with the way that the the levels actually ended up being, this was very useful. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, just to see treats. And you need those treats. You do. Uh, You want that currency because you want to upgrade because it's a video game and that's fun. Yeah. And, you know, like, yes, it is best to have a level that is, you know, designed so that you can intuit the way through, you know, through things. Mm -hmm. That is really, really hard to do, which is why we loud when studios do it. And why it is called mm-hmm. a value, you know, a value. Not everybody can do it. And sometimes uh, a product comes out and it's compromised uh, rather than force the player to muddle through. I like kind of the self. I, I like kind of the, uh, the, 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 the knowledge that the this opt-in. has a, yeah, you can opt in and this has a place for it. So, Agreed. you know, like, yeah. So like, this is kind of the, you know, the next best thing, obviously do the level design if you can, but don't out of pride you know, make navigation, uh, you know, a problem and make the, uh, and make the player feel dumb for getting lost. Right. 100%. Yeah. Have some self-awareness. Yeah. You know, uh, which Raven seems to have. Yeah. I really like, um, so there's like Zex down here, soldiers, ticks, reverts, a lot of the enemies we've seen, you know, for kind of a mid game climax as we make our way down to the cargo hold, uh, we get to the bomb and it's surrounded by, uh, these, this flora, this glowing time, time plants, Mm -hmm. um, really, really creepy. Um, nasty stuff. Yeah, here just these creepy worms with big, like sucking mouths, like lampreys that are growing up and mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, just waving in the water around it. It's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, we grab the bomb. We're gonna s- swim out, and Catherine is like, "Oh no, uh, Devachev's men! Devachev's men are upon you!" And just sacrifices herself to draw the soldiers off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never get to see that this is needed. And everyone is saying that you don't have to do this, Catherine. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of insists. Yeah. Uh, here. Um, but it does allow us to get out. Yes. So it had to have done something. Yeah. And Beresov pulls us up out of the docks and we pass out for uh, for things to advance tonight. So we wake up. Beresov is stirring a, a pot of stew. He's got a <laughs> stew going. Time stew. Yeah. Um, and we need to get to something called the E99 cooker to charge up the bomb. You can't you know, call anything a cooker because I'm just going to think of the fun cooker from 30 Rock. Sure. Yeah. This is uh, this cooks up time fun. <laughs> like time this cooker. game. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, we're going to have to get there. It's going to be heavily guarded, obviously. It's this big, cool uh, spherical building that's kind of off in the distance. Um, but to head that direction, we're going to have to pass through the morgues, which are these service tunnels where they uh, uh, tossed the dead infected. So uh, mm-hmm. probably nothing, nothing bad growing down there. Yeah, lots of both. Uh, these tunnels are where the jump scare got me. 
you Ooh. turn around a corner and there's a corpse in the water when you're swimming. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's just, it's, it's such a cliche, but the game had not been scary for like five uh, hours. Did they do this? Did that? Yeah. I forget. Did they do the cord? Did they, did they do it over? Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Yep. You just go <laughs> and just like, what am I? Did I get like rickrolled by this? <laughs> this isn't what's going on lately. Um, oh, uh, there's one other little scare like that happens when you uh, use a, a tape recorder mm-hmm. in the mission after this. And it's like that one. I was like, okay, fool me once. Like, <laughs> Singularity that you don't get to do this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, the uh, When we get up uh, through this, uh, through all the, and there's lots of like tragic environmental storytelling here. Of about, course dealing with the dead uh when we get above ground we're introduced to a new enemy here these gigantic bug uh creatures um these things are really interesting because they uh you can throw your deadlock grenade onto them but they can fire out of it Mm -hmm. and the bullets move so fast that they move through the deadlock pretty quickly yeah uh here so what the deadlock does uh is eliminate their turning radius Mm -hmm. um you deadlock them and then go to the side is the uh, the strategy for these fellows these are the guys that I, that I ended up using the uh, the grenade on the grenade launcher on a lot. Mm-hmm. I never got close enough to where the turning radius was a real factor. Mm. Yeah, so I didn't yeah. uh, I didn't know that about the about how they interacted with that with the deadlock. Yeah, I, I by by this point in the game, I'm well into just deadlocking everything. Of course. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we can see that there's the the, the cooker, but the bridge is out to it. Uh, Mm -hmm. There is a TMD amplification platform here, but we have to juice it up. So we have to go into this hydroelectric plant to uh, to get the power. Right. Uh, And uh, oh, here's where you get the grenade launcher puzzle. puzzle. Yeah. They teach you how to use it. (laughs) Uh, Well, after you've had it. Yeah. The one time, uh, which is uh, which is fine. But um, the floor of this place has uh, some Zechs to fight and introduces kind of a new mid-boss type enemy, a larger Zek that will go around and put new parasites uh, in enemies that are dead, um, Mm. uh, kind of reviving them. He did not get a chance to display that behavior with me. Mm. I, I, uh, as an operator, I murdered him too quickly. Yeah. Can you say that in a dermot voice? uh, Yeah. As an operator, I murdered him too quickly. It's hard, isn't it? It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Dermot, singular voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a little bit of like water level puzzling happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where you have to, uh, you, you basically drain the water, uh, age a lock. So a crate will float when you mm-hmm. bring the water back. Yeah. You know, uh, but the big thing is here is you've uh, got Demichev's attention. So soldiers start flooding in. Yeah. And uh, this is on one out. of the first major encounters where we have soldiers rushing into an area that is primarily uh, peopled by monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you end up uh, kind of like managing the way that they aggro each other, uh, which will always be satisfying. It was fun in Doom and it's fun here. And fun in Bioshock. Yeah. This is like a fun thing. Like you want to have independent uh, factions yep. that you're up against. Um, you know, so we reassemble the bridge. We have to fight across the bridge with the Seeker. Uh, there are all these like towers along the way. You can spend the entire time on one end just seeking up. Oh, you bet I did. Yeah, yeah I just, I'm not leaving. I'm just, and I'm going to refill my seeker ammo on the way uh-huh. uh, from these towers and have extra seeker. Yeah. Uh, the game just randomly takes the seeker away from you during uh, doors and stuff, during yep. transitions. You can't fire really through the door. <laughs> yep. You know, it's that good. Um, 
we get to the uh, front gate of the facility, so we have to find another way in. Uh, but unfortunately, the way in uh, was locked down because E99 uh, leaked into the tunnels. Mm -hmm. So they're like, hey, this is going to be really bad. You're going to need to find a gas mask, etc. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is fun because you can do the abandoned tunnels. They're full of mutants. But again, you can just bring your full seeker in uh, through this door mm -hmm. that closes behind you uh, and then just uh, kill these guys from like four hallways away. Uh, mm -hmm. These these uh, these uh, mutants are all bunched up in some of the uh, some of the areas here. Uh, good mm -hmm. things. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a minor counterweight puzzle. This is where you have to uh, intuit that an intact thing is heavier than a non-intact thing. Uh, to uh, uh, to raise yourself. The first up. time it's required. Yeah, you, you do this a lot prior to this. Yeah. Um, and they introduce like a, an oxygen system. Mm -hmm. Like previous to this, there's some light swimming where you can run out of air, but it's it's pretty basic. Yeah. Here we wear a gas mask, uh, and we uh, had to pick up oxygen tanks mm -hmm. uh, as, as we go. Um, this door at the end that is faulty is really fiddly. It is. Uh, here, um, getting it to stay open and then deadlocking it is tricky, and this took me a lot of tries. Uh, so I, this is the only time I asphyxiated. Yes. It's funny how many oxygen tanks are just hanging around yep. uh, here. It's, it's basically infinite uh, here. They keep, and, uh, during the next part, after you get through this, when you go back to 1955, they actually repopulate. Mm -hmm. Uh, when you go back, they respawn. Yep. Yeah. Cause you only use the future versions. Uh, so we, we go back to when the gas leak happened in 1955, as we mentioned, uh, we have to take a crate. Uh, and take it back from 1955 to 2010 mm -hmm. to get into the elevator. This is the first time uh, you've had I, to bring anything through a rift like this. Yeah, I didn't know that we could. Yeah. You know, free crates. <laughs> um, we get into this processing complex uh, with this area that is this all-out war, like Demetrev soldiers versus monsters. Mm -hmm. uh, really fun. We get our kind of shitty rocket launcher. Yeah. Uh, that we can steer like the Half-Life rocket launcher, but less fun. Yeah. And we ride this little gondola across... Um, to the cooker while those gigantic, those laser beasts are fighting soldiers mm -hmm. um, in the road uh, while the soldiers are taking little timeouts to fight us as well. Yeah. Um, yeah this, <laughs> this is, this is interesting. Like you can just kind of park yourself at the back of the gondola and crouch down and mostly be okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't care about this fight. Nope. <laughs> that's happening. I was like, oh, these guys are, you know, this is a uh, guys I'm going to fight later. It's not. No, no, no. it's yeah. You, you can decide how invested you want to be. Um, and I was just, I was shooting at stuff because it was fun to shoot at stuff, but you can Absolutely. just, uh, sit back. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this gondola will take you into the cooker itself. Um, but you need to get an access code to recharge the bomb, which requires going back in the 1955 to go to Dr. Petrov's lab. Dr. Petrov is the guy who, um, you know, refines the, uh, the U-99 that is mined up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we go back. Um, when we get to his lab, when he sees you, uh, he calls you the assassin and locks you down and calls in the guards. So we have to fight through a different route to get back to the rift through a bunch of just normal soldiers. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where we're learning the origin of those plants. Yeah. Um, you know, they've, they've created uh, versions of these uh, living plants that had previously only been ethereal mm -hmm. due to the properties on this island yeah. where this min mineral grows. It's just natural fauna that grows, but in a from beyond like fashion, we are unable to perceive them or, or interact with them. And the yes. 99, you know, they can perform they can perform experiments to kind of like lock them into this phase. 
um, and they've got like a like a full one growing out of a going out of a out of a pot, and its horrible little mouth parts are just constantly you know writhing at you. Uh, it's yeah, really upsetting. I, I put a clip in it. I was like, <laughs> oh, that thing's going to kill no, my thing. No, because yeah, like you finish the game, and then oh, there's going to be a post credits. Oh, and this stuff took over because you forgot to kill that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or I killed it, and it was going to save somebody else's life. Oh yeah, time yeah. grinds. <laughs> yeah oh man uh but yeah you're passing through places where uh troops have set up an ambush uh this is a little bit like uh this is beginning of the game stuff like you're dealing with Mm -hmm. real kind of basic folks like the most interesting this gets is like some of them have shields you know Mm -hmm. so you just have to shoot out their legs underneath them um pretty basic just to fight dudes at this point um but uh you reach petrov's lab and he runs away you can get the uh the code device and pop it into the to the reactor to recharge the bomb yes it's worth noting that uh we've been for a while been finding those ominous notes yes and i think it's around here where we get the one that's like the plan is bad but it can be changed yeah uh here and like this is not the first time or something you also see Um, like maybe maybe this is supposed to happen or something like that yeah, that, that's one of them, too. Like, the idea that you've been doing this in a loop. Yes. Uh, gets introduced somewhere around here, which mm-hmm. is not the you know the most clever, mind-bending use of a time loop, but it's still pleasant. Like, oh, I've done this before. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I said, no, and that's why the chrono ping thing works. It's showing your footsteps. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones you've taken in the past futures. Yeah. You know, or future past or whatever. <laughs> well, language hasn't evolved uh, to, uh, to meet this challenge. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> uh, we get this, uh, we charge the bomb and this causes the reactor to overload. Uh, we get a countdown timer. Uh, we get 60 seconds uh, running away. Enemies are still going to show up, but you can just, uh, you know, deadlock them and run past mm-hmm. um, to get through this rift to get back. And when we get back. The facility is destroyed. Yes. You know, because exploded, uh, it you know, 55 years ago or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. you can like look up and around where all of this stuff had been um had been refined in the past, you've got those um phase parasites just like flying in a big spiral, uh kind of around mm-hmm. where it used to be. Um just the implied ecology of that is really fun. It's cool because they don't do a whole lot with it. Nope. Like it's not fully explored. It's just a no. cool little side idea. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. Uh but you have the bomb like and you can reunite with uh with Barisov. Uh, who calls a lift to the singularity tower kind of explaining that, you know, Demichev, he's got this hard on for the, for the time uh, manipulation device because he believes it can repair his baby, you know, the singularity, um, you yeah. know, in order to, uh, in order to kind of like fix the problems that were happening here and solidify his rule. But Berezov believes that he's wrong about that, that, you know, that yeah. what he wants is impossible and he's just a madman who was fixated on it. Yeah. Being a big jerk. Yeah. Uh, so we have to go to the Singularity Labs because this is the center of the time distortions. This has like natural time crimes mm-hmm. that committed. <laughs> Elements shift back and forth between 1955 and 2010 without us doing anything. It's young Barisov, like just and then shockwave old Barisov. <laughs> it's just yeah. complete chaos. <laughs> My bones. <laughs> yeah. Crunch. I don't even remember what it felt like to be young. Like, no, if that happened no. to me. Mm-hmm. Like, what would that be like? Because a lot of things I noticed as I was older, the feeling of I can only assume I didn't notice when I was younger, yeah. which meant I didn't feel them. Mm-hmm. You know, like what would it be like not to wake up every day congested? I, you know, I, I really think that um, I think that the immediate contrast, like if I was given if if I was given ten minutes to be in my twenty year old body again, going mm-hmm. back to 
you know, my 33 year old body, you know, it's I'm not necessarily like, you know, like completely like written down or anything like that. But I think that the, the immediate contrast would be too much to handle. I think that, that it would cause fall. deep depression. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if I got sent back that way, it would be like uh, Connor uh, Mallory in the honk if you're horny. <laughs> I go immediately just the flood of like hormones. Oh, that oh I yeah. Been yeah. Dealing with. You know, to that degree. Yep. Just like uh, freaking just, out, just hiding behind tombstones. Laying like, on the horn. Yeah. Ah, like, just, I would absolutely freak out. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, man. So, uh, so, soldiers are coming back from 1955. They're time displaced, but know they need to kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, you look the same no matter what. And just everybody and every time is coming after you, uh, including like the, the mutants. Like, there's a teleporting Zek fight here uh, that you're much better equipped for now than you were before and it's it's happening where there are force ghosts where it's fighting them in the past and you in the future mm-hmm. it's really cool like you get to see the uh you know the force ghosts like get slashed apart and shit mm-hmm. and it teleports to your time like this guy's a boss yeah you know <laughs> um we get to this vault door Beresov says uh, you have to stay here um and we had to find his uh in their thing we had to find his old lab to get a modification for the tmd that'll allow us to open a rift so yeah. we correct this timeline um we get to the lab and we see a time echo of demachev congratulating him on the completion of the tmd mm-hmm. and we're getting more audio logs from Barisev talking about uh you know him falling out with yeah. demachev would it surprise you to find out there are people who ship these two characters no uh, just, just <laughs> amazing stuff uh, <laughs> <laughs> an amazing world we live in yeah um you know but they, yeah, they used to respect each other and now they don't yes um so you get this final tmd modification uh which this is your super gravity gun moment that is nowhere near as satisfying as that really yeah. what it does mechanically um aside from allowing you to open that final rift and end the game uh but it removes all ener- energy requirements for your actions uh so you can just run around impulse blasting all the time it improves yeah. the range and damage of it, but it is still like it's just enough to deal with the uh, the phase ticks that they throw at throw at you. Like you're not really doing too much to actual like humanoids with guns uh, who are going to attack you. If if you're close, you do. Oh, like if you get up next to guys, this will take the heads off of the uh, the Spetsnaz guys. Oh, huh. Um, you know, gotta 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 deadlock them. Deadlock, I, walk up, just take the heads off everybody. Yeah, I think I wasn't. And then you, you restart time and all their heads fall off. It's great. <laughs> I just, I, I wasn't deadlocking enough people. I was, I was just kind of uh, running around using this to complement my, um, my, uh, my shooting. Right. So I would like hit one of them at the, uh, at the very end, uh, at the very far end of the impulse range and then shoot them while they were, uh, while they were stunned. Yeah. I, I never stopped deadlocking. <laughs> I, i'm doing it right now um the uh so uh we we get through this you know this is a bunch of mix-ups um mm-hmm. a lot of elite spetsnaz um it is harder even with the deadlock yeah yeah uh, thing because uh you can only keep one deadlock sphere going at a time mm-hmm. you know uh and when enemies move into it like bullets are still coming into it yes you know enemies and bullets they just move slower so it's still tricky but uh, the deadlock and then impulse off people's heads still works. Yes. Um, when you get to the core, where Beresov is, I want to go back to 1955 and destroy the Singularity Tower, thinking this will set history right. However, the plan is bad. It can be changed, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
when we do this, the lab worker workers flee because you disappear out of a time portal. Yeah, with a bomb. You know. <laughs> yeah, you appear in the chamber and like, oh shit, somebody's in there. What the hell? Yeah. Um, you know, run away and you put the bomb uh, in the uh, the zone mm-hmm. here. It's a very polite grenade. Like when you <laughs> when you grab it, it like creates a little shell for itself mm-hmm. and then deploys itself. Yep. Just, con- just conscientious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you go back through the rift thinking, hey, everything's going to be fixed. But no, you're you're basically in the same singularity. Like there are like different stripes painted in different places, but it's it's just the singularity. Um, and Demichev is here uh, and he has Barisov at gunpoint. You know, Demichev chuckles saying like, oh, you worked so hard to destroy my tower. But guess what? All I had to do was rebuild it. We knew how to build it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, take the uh, take the knowledge away. Yeah, you know, and we're we're stuck in these two points. We can't just go back and kill him, and uh, you know, and when he's a baby. Yeah, uh, the thing you want to do, um, you know. So uh, Beresov uh, says, like, oh, what we have to do is go back to the beginning of the game and stop you from saving Demichev's life in a fire. Um, the uh, this is we uh, we've shot Demichev at this point, but he's not dead. He's kind of bargaining bargaining with us. You shoot him twice. It's a, yeah, yeah. Um, so oh, um, one of these, yeah. Yeah. And and he says, he's like, oh, you're offering him a pretty shitty deal. <laughs> like, go kill yourself. Whereas, like, if he joins me, <laughs> kill Barisov and you can rule the world. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, so yeah. the, the reason why it comes down to just, like, go kill yourself um, is that he, you know, he laughs. Like, oh, you've tried that before. Um, and yeah. then, hey, remember back at the beginning of the episode when we said, oh, the building's on fire and you save this guy and somebody's telling you not to? That was you. Yeah. That's you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A really cool little touch. Again, very genre but like, you know, batting above its waist, weight class for like a B game. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I like that. Uh, so this gives us our choice, you know, technically. Uh, we can kill one or both of them, mm-hmm. you know, if we want to. Um, I do the good thing and, and kill Demichev. Yeah, you know, uh, here because it seems like the the right thing to do, and then go back in time and kill myself. Yeah, uh, carrying Demichev's body, mm-hmm. so Demichev burns up on the floor. Yeah, uh, and we get one of the the three endings of the game. Yeah, um, it's really neat. We changed history. There's a paradox mm-hmm. that happened because of this. Yeah, um, we're in the opening cutscene of the game, uh, but we and we see our opening credits like the game just restarts, except it's in Russian. Yeah, it's in Cyrillic. And uh, Devlin is, you know, talking about like, oh, how pointless these runs are. Remember, Devlin at the beginning of the game was like, we're risking an international incident by coming out here, you know, and here he's just mm-hmm. kind of over it. Dispatch radios in and says, hey, turn back. Uh, the It was a false alarm. Uh, the mission is canceled, you know, and Devlin's like, oh, isn't that the way? You know, well, let's go home, comrade. Like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> what a comrade? Yeah, we don't call each other that in America. No. <laughs> and um, kind of like the final shot here is uh, the statue in the bay um, is Barisov. Like, because mm-hmm. of our involvement, you know, Barisov was still working on this stuff. He still would have been tempted to use the technology that he made to take things over. You know, with the TND, Russia won the Cold War. And everything yeah. is, is under its sway. Yeah. It's crazy powerful, even if you're not experimenting on humans. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, is the idea. Uh, and then we get a little post credits of Catherine swimming up to the surface, uh, you know, to write the little journal that Mir 12 used that mentions Renko. Yeah. Um, in case you were worried about what happened to Catherine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I largely forgot about Catherine. So, <laughs> but cool, cool little twist, like the Barisov, you know, regardless of him being the better of these two Soviet scientists, 
wanted the Soviet Union to win. Yeah. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's played as a real dun dun dun, you know, like, oh man, can you imagine if we were all speaking Russian right now? So like, ah, I don't know. No, Doesn't seem so bad. Devlin seems happy. <laughs> um, he seems at least as dipshittered as he was before. So <laughs> uh there are different endings though. Yeah. Uh, if we, if we do things, so if we go back in time, instead of shooting ourselves, we shoot Demichev, um, we go back in time and, uh, or we come back and Beresov is still alive mm -hmm. and says like, you have to go back and kill yourself in the past. Yeah. Uh, but if we kill Beresov instead, uh, bad things happen, uh, here. Yeah. Like so, all the endings are pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. So in this one, you've, you know, in the, in the present day, you've killed Demichev and you've killed Beresov, uh, and Russia crumbles. Uh, uh, you mm -hmm. know, without their, uh, without their premier, uh, Mir 12 is able to come in and lead a resistance, uh, taking power in the East, uh, Katorga 12 explodes, destroying the, uh, Eastern coast of Russia and flooding China with monsters. Uh, it, it's like a 3000 mile crater. Yeah. Or something like that. It's absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It talks um, about it reaching yeah. the, 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 the prison colony of Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> great yeah uh and our guy uh, disappears to the west of the tmd and starts rebuilding the u.s in his ruthless image yeah you know there's a new godlike leader who rules the united states with godlike powers yeah you know um if we just shoot Beresov for demichev um demichev is the only survivor along with you and the two of you team up for a while leading the military until demichev gets paranoid mm -hmm. and uh here's your power so he goes off to the united states and develops his own tmd yeah. So there's an arms race with you on the uh, the side of the Russians. Yes. You know, so we're back into the Cold War because, you know, there's always going to be two powers opposing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's the uh, the end of Singularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, fun. It, it's it's really fun. You know, I said this on Twitter and, you know, I, I, I still stand by this. Like, this is a B game. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I would give this, uh, I would like, I would rank, I would rank this a B. Wouldn't want to call it a B plus because, you know, it's just, it just feels like a B, but like, it's a real shiny B to me. It's made of gold, yeah. you know, or at least gold plated. And I think that, you know, it's, it, it's a little bit, uh, kind of the, 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 the triumph of a modest product, you know, yes. kind of like, you know, we've talked about a lot of things and, you know, some of the things we've been more, more negative on are games that, it, you know, that had pretty high concepts, but didn't, uh, but didn't necessarily like execute on them or like, you know, have play that like met it and backed it up. You know, that's just been a little bit of a thing that's happened recently. Like Paradise Killer mm -hmm. would be a big one of that, you know, a big example there. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know. I think that it, you know, kind of goes back to that Ebert thing, which is like when I'm rating this, I am taking into account what it is trying to do and how well did it, how well did it achieve it? And this is, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of the intentions at the beginning of, of the, of development, the result is a modest product that is, you know, iterative. Yes. Um, but mm -hmm. is still designed to be fun, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it, the ambition is fine, but it's not everything. And sometimes something that is only moderately ambitious, but executes on it very well, like that is, you know, the, 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 that is good. That is worth spending your time on, um, you know, especially, yeah, to, especially to see, you know, Raven, you know, maybe not necessarily at their height, but like. You know, this was the last thing that they did before they got shunted into the Call of Duty hole. So, like, this is still, you know, the result of a whole bunch of experimentation that they did. 
and you're seeing, you know, kind of like the, the, you know, one of the apexes of their, of their work here. So if you liked anything like previously that Raven had, had done, regardless of what era you jumped in, it is worth, it is worth trying this because, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't point for the fences and say, Hey, I'm going to knock this out of the park. It does like a really solid line, line drive and gets on second. Right. Yeah. I'm doing a double. Yeah. And it, it's, it's really interesting in, in terms of, like game history and game industry stuff where you can have like a, a lot of care obviously went into this, mm-hmm. you know, I think that it, it's pretty obvious that like, you know, people make video games. Nobody wants to make a bad product, you know, product. I understand that. Uh, but there are also, I think a sliding scale of, of like the degree of like kind of soul or care yeah. that goes into something. And a lot of care went into this. It's just, it couldn't, it's like, it's a B game in a world that doesn't really allow that Yeah, from a triple A developer mm-hmm. and them making a B kind of being forced to make a B game, uh, ruin them. Yeah. You know, made it, uh, like they, they end up being folded in like just mm-hmm. the did not sell well enough. Yeah. You know, if you took these ideas and the wireframe and the gameplay and we're not trying to, you know, I don't, the multiplayer mode seemed cool, but I'm sure it added a lot of time and development onto something. Yeah. If you just made this as like a, a prestige single player game, the kind that they don't make anymore and lower the budget, mm-hmm. um, this, I feel like this could have found a place, Yeah. you know, and almost could now, yeah. you know, like it, it, it's ahead of its time in a bunch of different ways mm-hmm. without being revolutionary. Yeah. It just, um, I love, I love evolutionary games. Like I love games that are like, this isn't, you know, I am not a novelty seeker and I'm not somebody who... You know, I want good versions of things that I like. Yeah. Uh, see us, uh, uh, the praise that we heaped on the base game of Bioshock 2, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great version of something that I like. Yeah. You know? You know? Just... Um, why wouldn't I want things that I like? Good versions <laughs> of You know? It's just, yeah, it's, it, it is, it is a really satisfying thing to play. And I think that it speaks to, you know, the fact that we can open ourselves up to a whole bunch of good, a, a bunch of good stuff. If there is room open in the middle of the market. Right. Huge thanks to Ryan too. Yeah. You know, because this is the kind of thing that I probably would not have occurred to me mm-hmm. to play, you know, in, in, in modern times, but I'm really glad that I did. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so it, it's, I'm very happy to, to have this on my, my gamer CV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy to have, uh, ha- happy to have taken a throw at it and, uh, it's been fun. I hope that more people, uh, get a chance to play it and, you know, yeah. uh, get exposed to some of the cool stuff that's here. Yeah. It, it turns out it's actually like a really good month Yeah, for WAF, like, especially in terms of ramp up, mm-hmm. like we got like ultra breezy breezy and then non breezy <laughs> yeah, yeah like as a, as a little little ramp yeah uh, here. uh so if you if you have anything to say about uh, anything we've done this month which is sonic the the hedgehog to singularity or darkest dungeon uh september 15th is the uh the deadline at duckfeed.tv slash contact yeah use the button there if you have thoughts about multiple games please break them up into multiple responses that just makes things easier for us uh as we put mm-hmm. together the dispatch episodes if you have things to say about october's games which are echo uh silent hill the original one uh or resident evil 8 slash village the deadline there is october the 15th again at duckfeed.tv slash contact yeah uh we are booking uh executive produced uh, episodes into January. So we've mm-hmm. got a couple of those on the books. Um, if you're looking to, and that's not too far away actually. Yeah. So if you are uh, looking to uh, produce a, a 
game, you can do so at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv or get episodes early, access to the Slack, bonus shows. That's all great. Yeah. Uh, if you cannot do that, we understand. We thank you for listening anyway, and you can leave us ratings or reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or anywhere you see podcast reviews happening, or tell your friends. Yeah. Um, going to remind people I do stream. I'm currently streaming uh, Chrono Cross uh, during the day on some weekdays here, and then always the uh, the horror streams on weekends at night. That is at twitch.tv slash duckvtv. So if you want uh, some more time travel, alternate universe stuff, uh, Chrono Cross uh, will be a thing you might be interested in. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Hang out. And I think that's about it. think so. Uh, what should they watch out for until next time, Cole? Um, watch out for, you, you know what? Don't save that guy. If you're walking by and yeah. see somebody, don't save him. Yeah, they might be a Hitler. <laughs> you don't know. You know, only kill known Hitlers. Do not save unknown Hitlers. Mm-hmm. So we have known known Hitlers and unknown known Hitlers. It's real weird and that they put those. It's real weird that they put those signs up at campgrounds. Take only, take only photographs, leave only footprints, kill only known Hitlers. <laughs> <laughs> Umbasa. Umbasa. Mm-hmm.